My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Left 4 Dead 2, which is a first-person shooter developed and published by Valve for the PC and Xbox 360 in 2009. Yeah, and we're going to do about 45 minutes of light shtick about confusing it being Left 4 Dead T-O-O. As well. Uh, So... Yeah, so we're going to do Left 4 Dead 2. What else are we going to do, Cole? <laughs> Who has the unlikely name of Left 4 Dead 2? <laughs> uh, Please give me my money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so because of the generosity of, uh, of Valve, um, we're going to be talking about Left 4 Dead 1 content as well. This mm-hmm. is one of those sequels that entirely obviated the original and then grew to contain it like a uh, like a virus or a blob <laughs> that took it over yeah just a just a concentric circle that grew around, grew around the, uh, the 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 original one um like a sourdough starter <laughs> um I, like that that was a weird time uh for games and developers to be doing stuff like that i mean mm-hmm. uh like that's right around the same time that rock band came out and did basically the same thing pay a little bit extra and boom most of the songs from the first rock band are in uh are, are rock band too no problem i can't uh understate how much or i can't overstate how much goodwill that bought for me oh my gosh like as an idea mm-hmm. it's just like that's that's fucking incredible <laughs> oh you, video game makers are really good people mm. little did i know <laughs> um uh, the, the, uh, this episode you know. was executive produced by jade thank you jade um yeah, thank you jade yeah and the, the, there's gonna be a little bit of team fortress 2 caveat on this uh this is i think uh you know kind of a bit more of a self-contained thing that is easy to get um, mm-hmm. However, uh, this is made by Valve, so it has a lot of people who have been very dedicated to tracking all of the minutia um, and mm-hmm. changes over uh, over time. Um, additionally, there is like weird corner case uh, permutations of mechanics interacting with each other and uh, like lore tidbits. We're not going to cover everything on this, and you know, almost by necessity, there is going to be some kind of omission. If you feel that you're the kind of person who will be annoyed by that, understand that this is going to be to some degree a uh, kind of a survey course. Yeah, like chief among like those things, I think the thing that will most lead to it is. Uh... I, for somebody who has put a lot of time into this game, I'm not very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not very good at multiplayer shooters. Like, this is one of the ones I like. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've yeah. watched a lot of high-level play. I have participated in zero amounts of high-level play. <laughs> I occasionally get a good, you know, infected team. Yeah. Uh, you know, strike. 
uh, or pull off a really good move, but I'm not good at it. Yeah. Um, what, what I don't want is for somebody to hear me say like, oh, I like the M16 and then get like so angry that they pop a blood vessel and drive into a bridge embankment. Like, how yeah, dare you? Yeah. That's disqualifying that you like the automatic fire new, weapons. Man. Yeah. Yeah, the M16. <laughs> Call me back with the M17. <laughs> Did you know that the M in M16 stands for um, assault rifle? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So the uh, <laughs> yeah, you just, just add uh, some clips into the uh, the magazines, mm-hmm. and fire, there you go. And it fires the clips. Yeah. Yeah, you shoot all the clips, mm-hmm. clip chips. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so this is uh, the the high level thing. High level concept of this is a cooperative multiplayer shooter, a four b four b v four. You play as four survivors trying to uh, make your way through undead hordes and escape all yes. together. Um, and this is this is a game I've had tons of affection for. Um, I love the ways that this. Uh, makes teamwork necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is really kind of remarkable in that respect. This Where is you get into those like individual bits of how it <laughs> enforces that uh, design, that high level design goal from low level design. Yeah. Um, the, this game is a marvel of design. I think the way that they have made a seemingly inconsequential decisions that all uh, kind of like lead to uh, kind of necessitating a certain mindset on the part of the players um mm-hmm. with you know without a lot of direct um communication from the game to the player um mm-hmm. i think that that is uh, uh incredibly laudable uh what they've managed to accomplish here well especially when it came out mm-hmm. right like this the the multiplayer landscape as somebody who kind of understands it a little bit from the periphery from having like yeah. overwatch friends and just knowing games is that kind of like uh teamsmanship and depending on each other is something that is now kind of in style yes. in, in video games. Like that is part of the, the remit of overwatch, uh, at the time this came out in, in a really, um, you know, counter-strike kind of landscape. Yeah. Counter-strike where you are playing on sides, but there is very much, um, uh, uh, uh like a reliance on individual performance, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there are certain team tactics and they're like general best practices, but like that as a game where you try to distinguish yourself as a superstar, right? Yeah. And, and to a lesser extent, uh, team fortress two also is mm-hmm. that like you are on a team, uh, and really good team fortress two players do coordinate. Mm-hmm. You kind of don't have to though. Yeah. You know, like you can, you can be playing your own game of team fortress two and still help your team while doing your own thing. The thing I think that's remarkable about left for dead is that it's, uh, enforced Mm co-op through design. And that it was way rarer 10 years ago than it is now. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And we, the other thing too, the, the sicko, if you want to drive into an embankment, because I'm going to say something, mm-hmm. uh, I've put in between these two games, I put in something like 225 hours. <laughs> um, I play this game a lot, either co-op versus the computer yep, or I played it by myself as kind of an arcade game. This yeah. is a premier example when we did our dis, uh, live thing about playing games wrong. Uh, um, same fun here. arcade shooter. <laughs> yeah. You know? it's 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 a pretty good time i find multiplayer pretty stressful like it's been fun playing uh you know off and on with handful handfuls of people uh, in the community here like when we set up the uh the 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 server but like i don't know i don't want to hop in with some randos who are going to yell at me uh yeah (laughs) you know uh so like i'm willing to take the 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 dumber ai on the teammates 
uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's still pretty good AI, actually, <laughs> in it's the a, grand scheme of things. Yeah. It's functional at the very least. I'm willing to accept that um, uh, in lieu of playing with puppies. Yeah, you, you put this on, on hard mode, you put this on a slightly harder difficulty mm-hmm. and play it single player, and it's an entirely different kind of game. Yeah. Uh that actually that still works as a video game, like an arcade. Like it's it's really neat. It's yeah. very versatile as well. Mm-hmm. Uh this game. Yeah. Oh, tons of admiration. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. so let's talk about this. Let's talk about kind of the general campaign loop, um, and some of the avatar abilities that you have, uh, before we get into the ways that, uh, co-op is enforced here. Um, I I love the way that this game is kind of divided and presented. Uh, Mm -hmm. it is made up of individual campaigns that are themselves kind of styled after movies. Like they have really cool, uh, movie poster, uh, key art, uh, with taglines mm-hmm. and everything, uh, each of which shows one leg of each group of survivors, each group of the survivors' journey. Um, and each of these campaigns is made up of uh, in individual levels. Yes. Uh, that begin and end in safe rooms. Um, these are what they sound like. You get mm-hmm. ammo supplies and a, a kicking little theme song that's very relieving <laughs> to hear uh, until you get to the last one, which is escape either to the next campaign you mm-hmm. know because a lot of times they connect uh or they always connect um or uh to the end of the game yes and uh then then your fate is in comics and other <laughs> media <laughs> yeah um yeah uh so there are you know in, in between these missions there's not a whole lot of mechanical variation yeah uh, but they're combined in a different uh number of different ways and sometimes uh semi-randomly as well through the director which we'll talk about yes um you know but you'll have like a boss fight or a climax event or both mm-hmm. or some combination of such uh, yeah. they have limited tools and they kind of remix them for each level yeah um and all of the interest kind of comes from the uh kind of emergent stories that arrive from the collisions between these relatively small number of uh number of parts uh yes. you know like uh it, it is it is interesting the way that this game uh deals with authored content versus procedural uh content mm-hmm. as it goes uh one of the ways Great. that the mechanics are pretty limited uh, is the fact that though you are picking different characters and we'll talk about the individual uh survivors when we get to the campaigns um they really only differ cosmetically uh they don't have different stats or abilities they've got different voices and different appearances like these are set characters uh you know when you mm-hmm. finish when you finish the game that shows the credits it shows you know your steam tag as zoe or as bill um etc uh but you know you're just kind of inhabiting this little avatar um they all play the same yeah uh which would have to be for for this kind of balance yes you know the specific kind of balance it's doing um, each of these characters has a sidearm, um, so you can either have a single pistol, you can also pick up a magnum, or you can dual wield. Mm-hmm. These have unlimited ammo. This is kind of your oh shit, you know, saving <laughs> ammo uh, thing. Yeah. Um, in uh, And you can also replace your sidearm with a melee weapon. Yeah. They're all over, and they kill uh, common undead in one hit. They do tons of damage. Yeah. Uh, is their thing but they are uh they are melee range only mm-hmm. i and really wish a... that, i really wish that the melee weapons were, were a little bit more fluid i was i i missed having combos um and those mm. um yeah. yeah it just uh it, it gave me some uh gave me some dead island vibes when i went back to it i was like oh oh okay huh it what's interesting about the melee weapons is that there's a lot of variation between them that are subtleties that i am not trained to see mm-hmm um, they have uh, fairly different like hitboxes and swing speeds and such and things that professional 
uh, Left 4 Dead players mm-hmm. know which ones to look for. Yeah. Whereas I'm like, duh, guitar it makes me clang <laughs> fun sound, you know, or or the pot or the, or the pan rather, the iron cast iron pan. Yeah. Makes yeah. a fun noise. Like I turned into a total idiot about this, mm-hmm. but there is a tons of different. So the different ones will feel better than other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this there's care put into that but it's care that i did not uh do not internalize when i play yeah yeah i i pretty much only picked one up for uh for novelty's sake uh if, if, if I, 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 you know, go ahead. I, was, I was gonna say i, I use them all the time mm-hmm. like i think they're really handy because you have to push through crowds a lot of the time yeah yeah and yeah Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Useful for going through crowds um, is that uh, that secondary melee attack you can do. Uh, I think that is mm-hmm. really smart for them to put it on the uh, the, the the secondary mouse button um, mm-hmm. in order to really hammer home uh, exactly how often you're going to be expected to use it and to be able to use it um, uh, to be able to use it at a moment's notice. Um, this is like a uh, it's a shove. You're, you start throwing elbows. It doesn't do like a, a lot of damage. You can like one mm-hmm. shot a, a, a passive common infected if you hit him from behind. Um, this is mostly for um, pushing enemies back. Uh, and that's really important because the common infected is kind of the regular fast zombies. If they gang up on you, they will hold you still uh, if you're trying to run past them. The, the the term in the community is common locked. Cool. You become common locked. Yeah. <laughs> you get to learn a cool, fun vocab that you can apply in real life. Like, God, God damn, that Excel sheet really common locked me this morning. <laughs> Sorry, boss. Um The uh, that, that shove is uh, obviously uh, super useful. They put it on a cooldown, mm-hmm. uh, so you cannot just you know, spam it forever, mm-hmm. uh, which is really, really good. Yeah. On that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then putting on the second mouse button kind of accomplishes two things in terms of communication. One, your point that, uh, you're going to be using it all the time Two, second button mouse button is not iron sights. Nope. Um, this is not that type of game. Nope. You're going to be firing you know, like, uh, uh, from your hip. Yeah. Yep. When you, when you hit the right mouse button and you don't pull up iron sights, it communicates something to you mm-hmm. about the pace of play. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are item, there there are weapons where you will look down a scope, like some of the rifles and stuff. But yeah, those there's, are there's a sniper class. Yeah, those those are so those are limited. Um, yeah, uh, you do get pri- primary weapons. Uh, generally, these fall between shotguns, machine guns, and rifles. Uh, there mm-hmm. are variations between these, including upgrades uh, that you uh, that, that you can find usually as you progress through a campaign. Uh, my understanding is that, uh, like I've, I've read, I've, this hasn't happened to me, but I've, I've seen tell of people being kicked if they pick up anything besides the shotguns. It It is the, uh, the automatic weapons are newbie weapons in yep. the, uh, in the, the toxic multiplayer part of this, <laughs> you know, in, in that part of it. Um, yeah, you want to have shotguns and you have specific shotguns, but mm-hmm. their shotguns are better than other ones. Yeah. Um, here they're not often straight upgrades. Yeah, uh, but there is kind of a community consensus on what's what's best. Yeah, like is the, the the auto shotgun can definitely take a bunch of people down, but it chews through ammo really fast. Um, I like mm-hmm. the like the mid range shotgun, where it's not pump action. Uh, it's like they call it they call it the tactical shotgun or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I also enjoy the uh, the burst fire um, uh, uh, assault rifle, and um, uh, I really like the hunting rifle stuff. I like picking off undead down the road, uh, kind of stopping trouble before it hits us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's very fun. It's, um, and it's entirely different as somebody who's watched a bunch of the, the professional kind of multiplayer stuff at this. It's very different than how I play it. 
Yeah. Uh, because I, I play like you do, mm-hmm. just kind of following my heart and doing fun stuff. Whereas if you get the, the sniper rifle and you're expected to be like in a position to scoping for, for smokers. Mm-hmm. And that's not a dreadful euphemism. <laughs> um, in, in the game. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that uh, they changed for this or that changed in the development process is the weapons have uh, limited ammo. Mm-hmm. So you get ammo replenishments, which used to be a lot more common. Uh, they wanted people to switch out weapons on the fly. Yeah. Um, you know, and need to. So more weapons with a shallower ammo, ammo pool, almost like a canted version of Breath of the Wild's uh equipment durability yeah. mechanic like what they were trying to enforce with that mm-hmm. um so the idea is you either have to conserve your ammo using your your sidearm or your melee weapon or you need to be prepared to switch to something possibly suboptimal yeah which creates you know again those really emergent uh moments like oh i'm out of ammo for my my shotgun or my machine gun all i have is the hunting rifle and i'm going through a series of houses yeah that's gonna be weird um, <laughs> like I, I, you know, I, I learned to kind of just, uh, let Jesus take the wheel on this one. Um, mm-hmm. just because, you know, I figured, all right, the, you know, the AI director is really good at doling out enemy, uh, you know, enemy pacing. It knows what it's going to be giving me. So it's going to be a kind of equipping me or setting up different scenarios based on the, uh, based on the weapons that are there. So I just kind of rode with it. I was just kind of, I just mm-hmm. figured, oh, there's a scoped rifle here. Well, let's just kind of see like how I can make that work for this. I just mm-hmm. I I wanted to break myself out of kind of complacency patterns as I was going through these maps. Yeah. And and I'm playing casually or playing by yourself there's nothing wrong with that. Again, this is very versatile and allows for yeah. uh, a low low floor and a high ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know. Um that's how I play as well. Yeah. I, that, that sounded like I was trying to to trick on you from, you know, <laughs> stunt on you from it's just it's stuff I know. I I don't play at that level at all. Yeah, yeah. I play I play this game to have fun. Is <laughs> the thing that I do. Yeah. It's yeah. not professional for me. Right. I'm not getting paid in like the $200 that boom headshot 2019 tournament managed to pull together for the the winning <laughs> squad. Um, you have, uh, throwables as well. You have grenades. Uh, these are either Molotov cocktails, pretty self-explanatory, big mm-hmm. field of fire, uh, pipe bombs, which, uh, are, there is like an alarm clock or a timer taped to a pipe bomb. It's a, they've got a so smoke tra- detector, uh, yeah, uh smoke detector. tied to them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you throw those, it attracts enemies into a, into a little area and then blows them up. Mm-hmm. Boomer vial, which just attracts undead, uh, without blowing them up, which mm-hmm. is useful because you can turn, uh, different undead against each other. Yeah. Slathering, uh, uh, slathering a tank with some bile is a good time. Mm-hmm. Real fun, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Molotov cocktails uh, to me seem really overpowered. Is that is that part of the meta for this? Uh, that you want to have one because you want to set the tank on fire. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever you have the uh, the tank on fire, they're on a time limit. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll burn unless they they'll, they'll burn all the way down. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, in the the actual display, I don't think that the, they're used that often. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I ended up using those in addition to you know, like you have uh, explosive objects that are found in the environment, gas tanks and oxygen tanks and things like that um, that you can uh, that you can shoot setting up areas of fire at choke points uh, when mm-hmm. uh, when uh, uh, zombies would be coming or un, uh, infected would be coming. Uh, was pretty useful, uh, but it's kind of like high risk, high reward because, uh, especially if you're playing with AI, who they love running right into that fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who doesn't? Uh, it's it's very to throw a Molotov cocktail behind you if you're being chased. Yes, in this game, uh, it is great because the common infected will die from just a spot of fire. Yeah, like total wusses. <laughs> um, whereas me, 
Mm -hmm. I'd be like, fire cooks my food. You're you're not tangible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. You also have a backpack item. So this is uh, most times going to be a first aid kit. Mm -hmm. Um, You can also have a defibrillator. Uh, which will uh, allow you to bring back a, a dead teammate, mm-hmm. and then ammo upgrades that can be deployed from the group. Ever it has four uses. You either get explosive ammo or incendiary ammo, mm-hmm. uh, both oh. of which are incredible, <laughs> but it only lasts for a single clip. Yeah, or a a, a, a Costco mega pack of laser sights. <laughs> yes, yeah, the, uh, which you'll, you, those those you'll find in the wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, those those are not a backpack backpack item, but those are very useful. Yeah, and those are cool because they introduce attention to the gun switching. Mm-hmm. Um, because you, uh, if you switch to a new gun, it doesn't have your laser sight. Yeah, so then you're like, do I ride for more ammo? You mm-hmm. know, and kind of push it, or do I switch to something that is uh, more efficacious now? Yeah, the laser sight isn't just a cosmetic thing. It gets rid of the um, it gets rid of the accuracy penalty for moving. Um, so mm-hmm. you can run and gun, uh, even with guns, you should not be able to do that with. <laughs> yeah. There's a cartoon reality at play, AKA the valve. Yeah. Uh, zone. Yeah. Uh, and then your final slot is for consumer consumables. Uh, you either have pills, which will give you temporary health. Um, the kind of the upside to those is you can just pop those. It doesn't take a, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't take time to use like a first aid kit. Um, or you can use adrenaline, which gets you a temporary speed boost, which is really useful for some of the crescendo events we're going to talk about. Yeah. And adrenaline will also boost your speed. Yes. Uh, or, or no, sorry, not your speed, your health as mm-hmm. well, but yeah. to a lesser extent. Yes. Um, if, if your health is depleted, you're incapacitated. Uh, there are other ways to be incapacitated. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lie on the ground. You can shoot with just your sidearm, and your health will tick down. Uh, a teammate can come pick you up, and you can get downed uh, three times. Yes. Uh, then you go into black and white. Uh, you start seeing in black and white. That means the next time you are dead. Um, when you come back, you end up with temporary health uh, that kind of depletes down mm-hmm. on its own. Um, and yeah, like you need to have that first aid kit or you will die. Yeah. And finding moments, especially when the eye director is kind of going to give you a lull finding moments where you can heal up, um, or heal Mm -hmm. each other, uh, is really important to the pace of play. Yeah. Um, and if you cannot bring somebody back, uh, either with a defibrillator after they've died entirely, they will show up in a closet later in the level, (laughs) uh, turning this into a weird Benson and Moorhead movie where you keep finding the same person who dies and you keep finding them down the road trapped in a closet begging to get out uh um, it does introduce uh some uh primer-esque paradoxes uh as it goes yes. yeah uh we've made a couple yeah. of allusions to the ai director which i think is the uh, uh kind of the star of this show for me Mm-hmm. Um, this is <laughs> the kind of the, 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 the nameless faceless force that you are put up against valve decided to call it the AI director, but in reality, it's just their spawning algorithm. Um, and it, I think it, it was an amazing thing for them to do to personify this. It does, it does a couple other things other than like this all, it also controls the music cues. Yes. Well, there's a, things, there, like, there's a, a music other director. More than, yeah. Yeah. It, it, there's a, there's a music director as well. They work in tandem. Um, you know, it's your old pals, uh, Bernstein and Steinstein. Um, the, uh, but it, it's, a it does feel like a force throughout, throughout the game. Um, what the director does is it spawns enemies and items based on how well you're doing. Um, 
so things like, um, oh, you know, it's been a minute since you've had a horde and you're in this choke point. <laughs> Let's go. You know, it's just or a like, sicko constantly guys, standing at the window. <laughs> it, it is absolute sicko mode. But sometimes it's good sicko. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, they, you, they had a rough time. Let's put a, a health kit in this, this side closet. Yeah. And this happens dynamically as you play through the game. Yeah. Um, that's real cool. Mm-hmm um yeah and i love how it works in concert with the designs of the levels themselves you know like the, the these levels are structured in um a, a really interesting way where there is a critical path there's sometimes a few different ways uh through um and around mm-hmm. these places but like if you uh venture off of that what you will find is lots of small little side rooms closets um you know little uh, blind alleys uh, almost, almost literally, and what it, the what, what those are for is the director is looking for places that are out of eyesight, where it can spawn entities, where it can spawn either enemies or um, or, or weapons uh, or other supplies for you. Uh, so it's all of these different places, and obviously knowing where stuff might spawn is a big part of learning this game um and mm-hmm. learning the levels. But it's it's also really intuitive if you're just kind of playing it casually and grazing at it. Yeah, the, the absolutely. Um, the other thing it will do is it uh, will change the geography of some levels as well. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, like it will put up fences or walls, uh, things like that. So when you go through, um, you know, for the the last set of maps in this, the parish, mm-hmm. you go through one of the cool New Orleans above ground graveyards, <laughs> and the uh, the path that you can go through that will change on like three or four different permutations. Yeah, and they are they're ranked by difficulty. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing that the AI director uh, takes into account. If you're having a really easy time, it'll give you the hardest path through the cemetery. Yeah, um, that takes the longest. Things like that. Yeah, it's real neat mm-hmm. um, how it works. Um, it also, you know, as we mentioned, it, it controls enemy spawns. It's going to control this mixture of uh, common infected, which are just zombos. We all know zombos, mm-hmm. and the special infected uh, to make sure the the level is paced really well. Yeah. Um, there are other rules that special infected spawn by, mm-hmm. like they cannot spawn for I think thirty five seconds. Yeah. Um, after you leave the safe room, um, and this is entirely in single player when the AI director is doing it. When it is multiplayer, the special infected go on a timer. Yes. Um, and it's you can also, you know, the, the, the players can pick spawn points, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's real fun. Um, the way that these levels are designed, um, it's a pretty mind blowing, uh, feat of level design because they had to design for two contrary players. Mm-hmm. Um, they're designed to make a flow for the survivors and to have hidey holes and just places that you can, you can spring ambushes from or snipe from, et cetera, as special infected. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they play, make, uh, level design considerations for all kinds of special infected. Like we're going to talk about them individually, but the hunter, for example, mm-hmm. um, gets additional damage from jumping, like pouncing from a high place. Yep. So a lot of the levels will have really high bits of geography, uh, <laughs> that would, in another game would be, um, have no collision. Yeah. You know, because it's not meant to be used. Players, uh, single players, you know, the, the survivors can never get up there. Yeah. But as as a AI hunter, you can spawn up there, <laughs> you know, and climb up. Um, it's real neat. Yeah. Uh, how they how they kind of do double duty. Yeah. Um, we mentioned the music. Uh, each player gets a custom mix depending on what is happening around them. Um, mm-hmm. And this is based on um, the enemies and the events. 
um, right down to each individual special infected um, and like different uh, activities that the hordes are engaging in. Um, they all have different leitmotifs. Um, mm-hmm. So this is a, like it's 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 masterful. Like I I, I love yeah. I love when a charger is out and suddenly somebody's watching Birdman in the next room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, uh, it's a really audio game, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, since you were trying to you're kind of playing this game of Yomi with the the special infected. Yeah, Um, because when you're playing multiplayer, once they spawn, they start making noise. (laughs) So when when you're playing as the infected, your game is to spawn as late as possible while still not. Uh, being seen because you cannot spawn if a, a survivor would be looking at you. Yeah. But if you spawn too early, they'll know you're there and you give away the game. Yeah. Um, and the reason they know you're there is because of audio cues, the musical cue and you making uh, your signature grunts. Yeah. And grunts associated yeah. with like particular behaviors too. So like the hunter, yes. when you, when you, when you crouch and get ready to pounce, you'll do like a, like a, like a, almost like a, like a mountain lion kind of thing. Or if you, if you, if any of them see you, mm-hmm. they make, they make a noise and that's really clever because it it's player side, you know, from the, the survivor side, I keep saying player, even though they're both players from the survivor side, uh, that's useful information, you know, that, uh, you want to listen for. And it's a, this huge kindness for the infected. It's this huge challenge. Like, how do I minimize the amount of noise I'm making, uh, in this and like, you do you see people do things like spawn and then not look at the survivors so they don't make the looking sound <laughs> until they need to uh you know things like that it's real neat yeah 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 um yeah uh and the music in this game i think is really good um i i really like the uh uh the chaos music yeah like there's a horde on you music <laughs> is incredible at conveying that mood yeah, the the uh, the the ins- just the cascading insanity strings that go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, when you get boomer biled in this, like you feel it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the, the the AI director also plays kind of a uh, heavy role in these kind of choke points, these crescendo events. We're going to talk about the you know to talk about these. There are a couple of different varieties uh, in the in the campaigns themselves, but uh, usually this is you doing something to attract the attention of the uh, of, of of the horde. And of the special mm-hmm. infected um, uh, in order to progress uh, to accomplish one of the minor goals that is uh, that is put yeah. in front of you. Yeah, to get through things. Yeah, um, It's usually that or a boss. Yes. To deal with. Sometimes both. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you have a variety of enemies that you fight in this. The sequel added three uh, new special infected to this and uncommon infected, which we'll talk about during the campaign. Uh, but let's go through them. Yeah. Uh, kind of talk about these individual things, which make, you know, the primary antagonist of this. Yes. Um, the common infected, I think, do a really good job of uh, communicating to you uh, that it is really not worth killing more of them than you need to to progress. You mm-hmm. know, this is not about clearing a map. Right. Uh, you know, you, you can't. You, 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 no, they, they just they yeah. keep on coming. If you I mean, especially if you stand still, the uh, director is going to keep sending stuff at you to move you along. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they, uh, the other thing on, on normal difficulty or even hard difficulty, as opposed to these being a threat to your health, they're mostly a threat to your movement. Mm hmm. Um, as we mentioned, when you're getting slashed, like you slow down, the game is really canny. Uh, you take less damage from behind yeah. than ahead. The game doesn't want you to just get slashed to death from behind mm-hmm. without knowing it. Yeah. Um, but it does slow you down and you'll know it. You'll get a little little indicator mm-hmm. on your screen. Um, in terms of uh, hurting you, these things mostly work with other um, 
other infected. So if another special infected downs you, these become a big problem because what they do is they speed up your life timer. Mm -hmm. Because they just uh, they they just stand around you and trample you. Um, I I love the way that these move. Like one of the improvements to the um, one of the improvements to the source engine that they made was like animation and running like these things they're fast zombies right so then the, mm-hmm. when when they're when they're approaching you especially when they're angry they're going to run at a full tilt um and they will actually like lean as they go um mm-hmm. and like figuring out like a way to get a through a crowd of these by using a combination of your weapon and your and your shove is its own kind of skill and its own kind of fun, you know, even beyond mm-hmm. just clearing, a, you know, clearing a path by, you know, headshotting your way down the lane. You know, it kind of feels like breaking through a line in a football game, um, getting yeah. through some of these areas. Um, I love how fragile they are. Yeah. Like, you know, when I think about, uh, you know, like fall damage or ruin portal, like when you think about one change that would destroy a game, mm-hmm. uh, common infected take three shots to kill. Yeah. Games are ruined. <laughs> like you don't have a game right um you know uh, the other thing i like is that every once in a while you can sneak up on these guys and they're not aware of you and they're standing around like sobbing or fighting each other like mm-hmm. they'll kill each other um they'll just stand around vomiting mm-hmm. you know like they have their own little uh their own little routines yeah that they have if you don't <laughs> if they don't know you're there <laughs> you know? it's cute yeah um the uh, the sequel brought in uncommon infected uh, which we'll talk about during the campaigns. Each campaign gets a specific one that has a, a kind of minor superpower yeah. uh, to them. Um, one of the other ones they did, the uh, Fallen Survivor, which is a mashup of a bunch of different cut uh, special infected mm-hmm. that they did. Um, they added for a crossover campaign that yeah. they, they added because this game is very generous. Um, and this is you know somebody who's like you who's been picking up stuff, uh, picking up supplies, mm-hmm. and he runs yeah. uh, from you at this point so you have to chase him down through a horde which is a f- real fun gameplay mode <laughs> yeah uh i always like spotting these guys because they're dressed up like para- paramilitary people and you can you can see the ammo on their back or you can see the uh, first aid kit on their back yeah. um and yeah, little pinatas yeah it's usually worth uh well, i mean I, I i found it to be worth going after it who knows how many uh how many traps they let me into probably lots yeah 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 um the, the the huge interest is in these special undead though these kind of boss guys um mm-hmm. and this is one of the you know very specific ways that the game directly enforces um both uh teamwork and a pace of play mm-hmm. um and let's let's run through them i don't have like specific notes for them because it's just it's pretty intuitive what they do um, and I want to hear from you because I haven't done an awful lot of, uh, versus mode, like what it's like playing as them in versus. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's worth also knowing that these guys are really iconic. Yes. Um, this kind of formed the template for special zombies for video games. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, what is it? Uh, not dead by daylight. The other one killing floor. No, 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 no. The, uh, the one with the grappling hook. Oh, the di- di- dying, dying people. light. Yeah. Dying light. Um, that game, um, the uh, uh, State of Decay, they all have a boomer. Mm-hmm. You know, they all, they all have a boomster and, and the huntress and stuff. Like they, they, they just take these. These yeah. just get stolen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, basically just entirely. Yeah. Um, so the boomer, uh, boomer is a big, big fat guy um, <laughs> who is filled with this bile. Um, he's it's real gross. He's like gurgling. All these goiters have like sprung up around him. Um, disgusting yeah it's full 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 of methane gas 
uh, which is a pretty big deal because if you, uh, if you shoot him, he will explode. Um, yes. and so like this kind of forces you to be really, really aware of the, uh, of, of the position of your teammates, because you don't want to shoot him when he's right on top of one of your, one of your buddies, not because it'll do damage. Like it, it will, like it won't be a good time, but because that bile, when it covers, uh, when it covers somebody, it, uh, causes a whole herd of the horror to, uh, to, to, to spawn and converge on that person. It's like putting a yeah. big attack me sign, um, on one of your teammates it blocks their vision uh obscures their vision and such the the original version of the boomer did do damage mm-hmm. um and it was too uh and the 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 survivor side idea behind this is not only watch when you shoot these people but also to stop you from just shooting whenever you see movement yes um you know they they trick you like an early when you're first starting to play in this game one of the guys pops out your instinct is going to be to shoot it mm-hmm. um this is it's almost like a mimic like it's there <laughs> to give you that sense of doubt Mm-hmm. about what you're doing it's almost always one of these in your face is also a bad time it's almost always spawned right around a corner so you will mm-hmm. so as you're running around like you'll turn into an alley or something like that um and then you'll fire in its close quarters and then you, you know you and a friend uh, etc it's pretty bad news um these are real mm-hmm. fragile like they're not hard uh to take down which makes them dangerous uh for that for mm-hmm. that explosion uh, they're effective at distance too because they can vomit as well uh, and yes. cover somebody with the bile. And you can arc your vomit like you can vomit a surprising distance <laughs> uh, in this. Um, the uh, the way that these are used in multiplayer uh, by the infected is to cause chaos for an attack. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's re- very very key. It's considered one of the you know you want to have a boomer. Uh, you know, so if the enemy, if, uh, the, the survivors are fighting a tank or you have, um, you know, the ideal setup for a, uh, you know, an, an infected team yeah. is a boomer and then three other infected that can, uh, you know, cap somebody yeah. can incapacitate somebody on their own. Um, that is a real good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the AI director will very rarely give you, um, cause it does control what, special infected you spawn as yeah. when you're playing on that side will very rarely give you quad cap was what it's called. We have all four you know, players. If you have a, a hunter smoker, uh, charger and jockey, yeah. um, that doesn't really happen very often. So boomer is the one that you want to have out of that. Yeah. And it's also uh, inverse is the only way that you have to influence the horde. Uh, you don't actually yes. play, um, as the, uh, as the common infected, uh, th- there were versions early on where you could, like as you were waiting to spawn, but that was just considered to be a little bit too, a little bit too fiddly. Uh, so they cut that yeah. out. Yeah, it was because you died too quick. Yeah, it was just not very fun. Like the the common uncommon the common infected just run at you and die in one hit. Yeah, uh, and playing as that is not exciting. Yeah, they exist to be killed. Uh, Boomer is cool, iconic little fella. Um, <laughs> makes really distinctive noises because he is based like largely in ambushes more so than the other ones. Mm-hmm. They made him kind of louder yeah. and more distinct noises. Um, one of the things you do as a boomer uh, is fall on enemies. You want to fall into the midst of the crowd <laughs> and cause them to panic shoot you. And the boomer falling noise is very distinct. Boing. Uh, yeah, they, they make it um, really easy, uh, very easy to hear. <laughs> Um, uh, next up we have the hunter. Uh, this is Mm -hmm. a wiry parkour guy who has no eyes. Uh, if you look Mm -hmm. under his hood, uh, he's wearing a hoodie. Uh, and this, uh, pretty much just exists to pounce and then, um, pin down, uh, the, the, the survivors and attack them. 
uh, until one of the other survivors comes up and uh, shoots and kills the hunter to get them off of him. Yeah. Uh, these guys are great as well. Uh, they're like the, the, the scarier of, uh, of these infected. Like they, you know, they're, they're made for terror. It's a real shock like. and awe because of that shriek that they emit. And also yes. they come out of fucking nowhere. Um, I, I almost am never to, I'm never able to isolate them in a crowd, uh, and only panic fire and shoot them in the air when they're on their way. They, uh, that shriek that they do when they leap is something that people do in multiplayer to try to freak out survivors <laughs> and get them to look around and distract them playing Batman <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, and they also, um, when you're playing as the infected, you have a lot of mobility that um, you don't have otherwise. So yeah. these guys can wall jump mm -hmm. um, when you're playing as them, which is really cool. And the reason why you might want to do that is, uh, again, if you're if you pounce from very high up, you do a big flat amount of damage. Yeah. Um, if you just pounce and immediately get cleared, you don't do very much damage at all. Um, you want to get uh, damage from height. Yeah. The other thing that these guys do uh, in multiplayer is if you can get inside a horde and just scratch people, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times they won't recognize that you're there or you're not just regular common infected, but you're doing a lot more damage mm. uh, than that. So just doing your attack rather than your signature move is something for the uh, the hunter and the charger Yeah, uh, is kind of a, a cool advanced tactic. Nice. For them. Just hiding in plain sight, um, specifically with the hunter. I mean, they don't have a very distinctive uh, appearance on their own. It's mostly in their posture that they distinguish mm -hmm. themselves. They stay real low. Yeah. So if they're with the uncommon or the common infected, they're below the kind of eye line. Yeah. When we say that they uh, they pin you, uh, they put you down. Your camera, when you get pinned, will switch to third person mm -hmm. um, as you're just being scratched. And uh, you the one of your teammates either needs to shove. Uh, the hunter off and kill him or shoot uh, you. It won't hurt you when the hunter's on you. It'll just hurt the hunter yeah. um, to kill it while it's on you. The way that they handle friendly fire in this game is really smart um, because, mm -hmm. you know, if you're firing a shotgun, um, you know, there, there, there's a chance that if you are, uh, you know, trying to get this, you know, get, get, get one of the, the, the special undead off of somebody, you might hurt the person that you're trying to save. The way that it's determined is if a shot does any damage at all to a, uh, to, to, to an undead, um, the, mm -hmm. uh, in addition to, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the player character, it will, it won't do any damage to the player character. So, yeah. you know, uh, it will spare you. Uh, it only, it, it will only affect effectively be friendly fire. If the shot hits the, uh, your, your buddy and your the buddy alone. Only. Yeah. 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 If you're being careless and it's not like you're aiming and there's a little bit of spray. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not blamed for that. Yeah. Um, which which comes in uh, speed runs of this game. Um, there's a speed run category for this, which are SL speed runs, which are single level, hmm. um, where they only do one of the uh, the campaigns. And to speed run this, you have to kill your AI companions. Uh, they are too slow, <laughs> um, and they do it by changing the difficulty to you know obscene difficulty, where their companions will die in one shotgun hit, and then switching back to easy to make get through the level. <laughs> Um, so they man manipulate that. That's also something that scales with damage, which I think is really, or with uh, difficulty, mm -hmm. which I think is cool. Like the harder the game is, the more consequence there is for, for being careless yeah. and shooting your friends. Yeah. Uh, the next yeah. special undead is, uh, I think, I think my favorite of these, the smoker. Mm -hmm. uh, this guy smoker's rules. Great. Uh, so this is a smoker's great. It's like a sniper. Um, but it mm -hmm. will constrict people at a distance. It's the grossest looking to me, especially in the the, the later uh, Left 4 Dead 2 kind of like progressed version where they're like just basically mm -hmm. like their tumors are so profound that they, they become kind of tentacles. 
Uh, but the smoker, what it does is it has a big tongue that might be its intestine that can shoot an incredible distance across the map uh, to constrict a survivor and pull the pull them toward you. Um, oftentimes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if, if it is done uh, correctly, if it's done smartly, either toward another uh, special infected or into a place where rescuing them will kill them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can drag people off ledges yep. uh, with him, which will then incapacitate them. They're hanging on the ledge um, and need help. And then you're still free to go like reload. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, ha- you have a kind of cool down on your tongue. Um, it's shorter if you miss your attack but longer if your tongue gets cut mm-hmm. uh one of the coolest things you can do in this game is uh somebody can uh smoke one of your teammates like grab them with its intestine tongue and you can shoot the tongue uh, <laughs> and cut it in half which is just badass like yep. shooting the noose like robin hood hitting the noose yeah you know with an arrow uh very very cool uh, to do that um these things are really interestingly balanced too since these are uh snipers they need to have a visual indicator of where uh where they are so they are constantly emitting smoke Mm -hmm. if they're hiding behind something you'll hear them kind of gag and everything but you can also see where they're at yeah because of this little little trail of smoke Mm -hmm. and i also like uh, you know i I enjoy anything that introduces a consequence for killing um uh, an Mm -hmm. enemy in the wrong spot um but if you when when you kill the smoker it kind of uh dissolves into a big uh into a big cloud of smoke uh that will obscure vision for a while so like Mm -hmm. shooting one of these in a doorway that you're trying to pass through you know it might lead to you charging into further trouble without being aware of it yeah yeah uh really really fun um what they if they can get if they can pull the the survivor to them they'll attack them and do a lot of damage otherwise they'll just be choked yeah um and they'll do a little bit less damage mm-hmm. uh in terms of scoring they do a cool thing here where if you uh are a smoker and you pull an enemy um you know or pull a survivor and paralyze them you get points for all of the common infected that hit them <laughs> nice. even though you didn't do it you set them up to be yeah. helpless oh that's good um yeah, kind of an early version of like uh, the assist points. Yeah, that, but, that you'd get in uh, other shooters. Yeah, pulled over from uh, from late team fortress probably is how they how they calculated that. Yeah, um, cool, cool infected, uh, very useful. You can also cut the tongue uh, as it's coming towards you. It's yes. a it doesn't have hit scan. It's an, a projectile. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a really badass thing you can do <laughs> if you perfectly time melee. You cut the tongue before it hits you, and then you can just get. To, Get to keep going. Yeah. And then uh, the, the, the the smoker has uh, revealed themselves by doing that. It mm-hmm. basically left you with a, you know, a couple of seconds of a big arrow pointing immediately to where they are. Yeah. Big red cartoon lightning bolt. <laughs> um, the next three are, so those, those are the, the basic three uh, that they had in the first game. Then they added three more on top of the boss ones, which we'll talk about at the end uh, for the second game. And these are really interesting from a de- design perspective mm-hmm. because they each answer a tactic that was very common in left for dead one. I'd be curious um, to hear there, this. Yeah. yeah there, there was a, there was a, a prescriptive way to play left for dead one, which is to whenever anything bad happens, uh, you get in a corner, uh, two people kneel and use melee weapons and the other people shoot until you clear out the horde. <laughs> And that was what you do every single time. It always worked. God, that just sounds uh, that just sounds so not fun. I'm really happy that I never that I never got into a place where that was the expected behavior. 
No, I even when I was playing Left 4 Dead One, I never did that. Yeah. I just this is you know for, from reading about it, mm-hmm. um, and you can see once you know like oh that's what enemies were doing, you can see how they designed these characters. Yeah. Um, you know uh, specifically the first two. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so the, the Charger is another uh, big guy. Um, he's got one gigantic calloused like meat arm, <laughs> and then one floppy little fella. <laughs> Just a little guy, just hanging there, just an exaggerated just version. Flaccid baby arm and jerked you off in front of everyone. <laughs> you know? Like David Cross's character from Scary Movie Two. Um, yep. Or no, that was uh, Chris Elliott's character from Scary Movie Two. Um, yeah. Well, you know, how could you be expected to keep all of your Scary Movie Two lore straight? <laughs> One of them had a little baby hand. <laughs> um yeah it's, it's like an exaggerated version of the bandersnatch uh from code veronica uh except it doesn't yes. have a doesn't have a big reach um instead you play toro with this thing uh this is almost yeah. like a it, it behaves a little bit like a miniature tank uh to to, mm-hmm. to, to an extent uh it, it gets a head of steam you know you have you got to have a big run up but when it gets up to speed it will uh hit somebody and then push them uh like a really you know like a really long distance uh and then start pummeling them uh like, like getting up on top of them almost pinning them down like a hunter will well yeah they, they slam them into the ground or if they're under an overhead slam them into the ceiling mm-hmm. which is a fun little bonus animation you don't get that often <laughs> um and it accomplishes two purpose, uh, purposes uh, the person who it hits it takes with it so it's for separation yeah you know if the if the uh, survivors are holding up together um this allows you to separate one of them it's a big bowling out. ball going right into the pins yeah well, yeah, it does that as well. Like it, it does, uh, it grabs one of them. The rest of them that it just hits on the way, it will scatter. Yeah, um, and that's uh, that's very useful. It stops them from being able to rescue their compatriot. It sets them up for other special infected. Mm-hmm. And you can see how this was specifically an answer to them holding up. Yeah, it's like a if they're going to stick together, joined at the hip. Like fuck you, don't do that. <laughs> you know, stop turtling. Yeah. Uh, the the coolest thing this guy can do, this guy ends up being incredibly important in competitive multiplayer because you can, there are certain, uh, if a ledge is high up enough, you can charge enemy or survivors off the ledge to get mm. an instant kill. Yeah. Um, and this, that is very uh, intentional. The very first level of this game of Left 4 Dead 2 has tons of these. Yeah. And they introduce the charger. You can see that what they're trying to do, like to show <laughs> you this new tactic through through level design. Yeah. I mean, and that's something that a tank would occasionally uh, do in the mm-hmm. in in the first one. Uh, the fact that these are just put into the regular mix makes those dead drops um, a lot more dangerous to you um, because because it's it's all just so much more common. And it, it's the most satisfying thing you can do in playing the infected <laughs> yeah. in this game, I think. To ring out it's somebody. It's so fun. <laughs> yeah, like it's a suicide. Like you lost your character, but you you will respawn in seven seconds and they will not. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, the way that scoring works in competitive uh, Left 4 Dead. It's the amount of uh, health you have. Mm-hmm. And then uh, who, you know, when you arrive at the safe room, mm. if you take somebody out and they die, that's you've maxed out their, their points at 75%. Mm. Um, they they can never get better than that because they they're missing an entire person and yeah. that's without any damage on the other people. <laughs> nice, so um, very very good. Yeah, uh, the next one is the spitter. Uh, this ended mm-hmm. up being one one of the more interesting ones tactically. Um, I found mm-hmm. like this is the, this is a really cool um addition. I think uh, I think of the three that were added. Uh, the spitter. Uh, it's a lady. Uh, who uh, spits huge blobs of acid 
these will hit mm-hmm. a person uh, and cause damage over time. Uh, more importantly, their spit will uh, coat an area uh, in the acid, uh, causing damage mm-hmm. uh, if anybody is uh, walking through them. And then when the spitter dies, uh, when it's killed, it leaves a big splash of acid uh, around. Um, this like exists, yes, to move you out of the areas that it, uh, that it corrupts, but also it exists uh, to uh, make choke points uh, cause uh, instant damage to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the way this is oftentimes uh, used is as a force multiplier, kind of for other special infected. Like the charger has you pinned somewhere or a hunter has you pinned somewhere. Mm-hmm. If you spit on that, yeah. you'll just do incredible damage. Yeah. To the person uh, who's pinned there, quickly. but also anybody who runs to help them too. Yep. It, make, it discourages you. And the way the spit works, the longer it's on the ground, the more damage it does. Hmm. So it's not how long you've been in it. Uh, so if somebody is in some stale spit, you, you take big chunks of damage trying to save them. You have to wait for that to fade away. (laughs) Uh, this is, you know, this obviously answers the turtling thing. If everyone's in a corner, you spit in that corner, they can't be in there. You force them to move. Yeah. Um, I love the, the design on these. All they like the design on all of them, like visually, mm-hmm. but it's just really grim. Like you, you get to see, uh, the acid like dissolving her throat and jaw, mm-hmm. you know, so her mouth like hangs open. Oh, and like her chest cavity and abdomen too. Like it's all like saggy. Like it's a, it's yeah. it's a, like a, a, an old paper cup, uh, that has been like left out in the sun full of, full of something corrosive, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, just ready to burst, uh, the, like the moment that, uh, anybody touches it. Yeah. Uh, interesting trivia with these guys. Um, they were originally coded as, uh, having their, like all the spit in their gut, kind of like mm. a miniature boomer. Yeah. But the playtesters thought that she looked pregnant and they kept making jokes about that. Ooh. And Bell, being a good company, was like, let's not do that. Yeah. Let's... Maybe let's not, uh, even imply that you're killing pregnant women. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so by, by odds, some of these infected have to be pregnant. Yeah. Let's yeah. all be realistic. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You yeah. do, you are killing pregnant women and left for dead. And actually most video games where women are an enemy. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, people, people with, with, with wombs. Yes. Uh, you're probably killing some pregnant people, but yeah. let's not draw a line under it. Uh, let's not draw. Let me, so what, what you're, what you're always doing. It's kind of like, uh, you know, when Homer was picking Bart's name and it was just like, okay, mm-hmm. a Bart, Art, Bart, cart, dart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we're good. <laughs> you know, what you want to yeah. do is you want to make you want to make sure you you don't inadvertently uh uh put something in your game that'll be fart, you know, that will become like yes. a grim joke, you know, a nickname, a tasteless nickname that is used by the uh by the player base, especially in a multiplayer uh kind of sense, because water yes. will find its most uh gross level in this. Yeah, gamer's gonna gamer. Yep. You know, kind of no matter what. They're yeah. disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of little jockeys. <laughs> God, I love it. I mean, mm-hmm. so I hate the jockeys. Like the, the, the jockeys are incredibly frustrating to be uh, a victim to. What I love about the jockeys is they make awesome little like pervert Peter Laurie sounds uh, as oh, they yeah. go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're, they're just really uh, just slaver and for you. It's great. They're humping your head. <laughs> it's, it's like that. I think you should leave sketch. Like Herbie Hancock pops up in the corner and goes, Toasty. <laughs> the jockey is you can tell, yeah. <laughs> represents everything that Herbie Hancock's music is against. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why do we tape everybody? Now? Um, these guys uh, are specifically for separation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they grab you and they can pilot you around. Um, again, you can see trying to, you know, the focus of getting people to move or move away from their group. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you know, the first game had one uh, social infected that could do that. All three of them in the second game can do it. Yeah. Um, and it does damage to you as he moves you around. Uh, you have a very limited amount of control yeah. over where you go. Uh, just the right amount to feel like helpless and annoyed. <laughs> um, really fun. Uh, yeah. And they can pull you off ledges. They can uh, pull you f- so far back that the team will lose tons of progress yep. to backtrack. Um, a really cool thing that uh, you aim for in multiplayer of this is that there are uh, levels that have drops mm-hmm. um, that are not fatal, but just set you back a long way. Yeah. And if you can jockey somebody off that edge, they have to do tons of backtracking and you've just bought yourself another like infected spawn, like another chance to attack. Yeah. For your or, team. You know, or a chance for another special infected to pin that person down and the other people are like, ah, God damn it. Like the, they're unable yeah, we to go reach back them. We try four with three. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and that that's in addition to doing stuff, you know, kind of like the smoker, uh, would where you are, Mm -hmm. where where you're teaming up with other, uh, special infected trying to, um, uh, like lead somebody into spitter goo, uh, trying to lead somebody into a boomer that's waiting, uh, out into a line of sight for the smoker, et cetera. Um, Mm -hmm. additionally, like these little guys, um, they're very difficult to hit because they're small and they have a shitload of HP. They're, yeah, they're the second tankiest after the charger of yeah. the uh, regular special infected, the non-boss special infected. Um, yeah, uh, they're 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 great. They're real disturbing looking. They're little little critters. <laughs> they're just little guys. Little Danny Danny's DeVito. <laughs> if you imagine uh, Danny DeVito with like smaller legs, which I do. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So on the regular, yeah. what of it? It's, it's a problem. Um, it's it, it it has gotten between me and my loved ones. Yeah, the pills aren't helping anymore. <laughs> I just can't stop imagining small leg DeVito. <laughs> like, um, oh god. The 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 last two are in the present. The first one, and they're considered boss. Yes. Uh, special infected, even though only one of them you get to play as. Right. Uh, which is the tank. Yeah, um, the, the tank. The definition of an emergency. Yeah, uh, the Incredible Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of small legs, but big, crazy arms, just so much muscle. Uh, the, the evolved version. So the designs change between left for dead one and two, mm-hmm. the idea being that, uh, time has passed and the special effect are infected are kind of evolving. Um, the muscle has grown so much in his face that just his tongue kind of sticks out Yep. <laughs> the bottom, like he's got so much neck muscle. um here and this guy uh tons of hit points gets his own special theme song uh has a lot of uh abilities and plays really differently in multiplayer yeah Uh, so um let's talk about the kind of single player experience for the tank or the survivor side yeah um so the survivor side it is uh uh, signaled by it's it's lay motif is this really ominous um horn uh, kind of section mm-hmm. and you will know one is around not just because of the loud thumping or whatever but the screen literally shakes um yeah. uh, it is so heavy and it is so big um and it is effective at a, a, a huge range because it can either pick up rubble from the ground and throw it at you or punch cars at you which if they hit you will automatically uh, uh down you yeah, just incredible. Cars and uh, dumpsters, like certain, <laughs> you know, uh, objects. Certain props, yeah. Um, when they punch you, it does a lot of damage and throws you a very far distance um, away. And you can only, you know, take this a couple times, you know, and be okay. Uh, you know, if they get you into a corner, that's a real bad time. Mm-hmm. Um, on a, uh, this shows up in multiplayer more than anything, but if you're very skilled, you can dodge these. Mm. Uh, if you jump... You can jump over the tank's punches. 
Um, <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's is, totally is, ridiculous. Is, is the is the wind up that apparent uh, between them? Because I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. People do it. Like yeah. you, you basically have to in multiplayer. You basically have to get somebody into a corner. Yeah, for for this to work, or have them boomed and distracted mm. to get in the hits on the tank. Yeah, people can pretty consistently do it. Yeah, I just um, I, I ask a question like that, and then I realize, oh, enough people played this game for enough time that literally every everything has been discovered about it. Like it is just yeah. uh, just by by brute force, people have figured out uh, every single like square inch of this. So of course, the you know the answer is have people figured out how to do that? Yes, yes, they have. Yeah. There's a, I was watching speedruns of this last night, and there's a crescendo event in the parish that one of the ways to skip it is, like, two frame-perfect jumps <laughs> to make it that are just, like, really bonkers. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, to see. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the tank is a big deal, and you want to uh, – one of the things I really like about this game, we'll talk about it when we talk about aesthetics and presentation, mm-hmm. is the uh, opening cutscenes slash trailers for this communicate a lot. They do. Uh, to you um the first one very specifically it shows them running into the the special infected for the first time and they're like what do we do run or shoot and then you know bill says both Mm -hmm. and that tells you how to deal with the tank as an ai yeah you know you need to be putting distance between yourself complicated by the special infected and the common uh while still chipping it down Mm -hmm. um the damage uh also as we mentioned before if you sit on fire it starts a ticking clock yes um for him uh in versus mode, there's a ticking clock as well. What's really cool is they introduce a mechanic called rage. <laughs> so when you play as the tank, you have a rage meter. Uh, if you, it slowly ticks down. If you hit a survivor, it refills all the way to top. Mm-hmm. And if you can see a survivor, it doesn't go down. Mm. And so you end up playing these like kind of weird cat and mouse game. Yeah. Kind of things where you try to maintain line of sight while they're trying to pick you off. Uh, you're throwing rocks at them to try to refill your your meter. Uh, if it runs out, it passes to a new player. Mm-hmm. But if it runs out again, it passes to the AI, and the AI is not as good at playing them. Mm. Yeah. So, so you uh, when when a team and it's team infected when you're watching competitive multiplayer of this game gets a tank, uh, they are waiting for a good setup to coordinate with their their friends uh, or finding a good place where they can you know punch cars. Yeah. Uh, at the at the survivors yeah so it's a so it's a way for them to mandate for players constant engagement like this is not yes. you know wait you're not waiting for an ambush uh because you don't want to uh give up your opportunity that is going to be doled out um yeah. you know very sparingly uh by the ai for particular events it's it's not very role-playing you know adjacent the tank doesn't ever charge in yeah. You know, until it's the right time uh, during competitive, it kind of slow, like it ch- makes the game more slow paced when mm. a tank is on the map until it is suddenly a huge emergency. Yeah. Um, it's real fun to watch. And one of the things they do on the, the tournaments and stuff I watch is they'll go into, uh, they call it the embarrassing uh, name of the war room. Oh God. Uh, which is the chat. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is fucking so embarrassing. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the war room. And they're discussing, like, what they're doing. Like, you you know, you come around the side, like, we want to get, a, you know, go ahead and sacrifice your spitter because we really want a boomer for this. You know, and they'll just run a spitter in and go up and start slashing people and have no choice to kill her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they can get the, the optimal special infected to do a, a really good attack with the tank. Yeah. Um, and when, when they come together, they're, they're things of beauty. Like it's, it's real fun to watch really good tank play, but it involves going into something called a war room. 
Yeah, <laughs> you had to talk. You had to talk to talk to your people and plan and strategize as if this were real, uh, which is something I can never really do. I can just watch it. Yeah, for fun. Says. Yeah, yeah. I can. I don't have to debase myself. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, gosh. We're kind of dirty even talking about it. <laughs> Competitive Left 4 Dead is one of the dorkiest things, and, and I have a lot of dorky interest as like a fan of ventriloquism <laughs> and professional stage magic and stuff. <laughs> there are a lot of incredibly dorky things I like. Uh, oh. This is this is definitely one of the dorkiest things I've gone pretty deep on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, uh, it's, it's great. I just, I, I, I love that, uh, you know, at, at least for me, I've not played this enough where like dealing with a tank feels rote at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it pretty much is, you know, every time it shows up, you know, because of the way the game varies things, it's always just a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're good friends. Yeah. Uh, the witch is the other boss infected. Um, and you don't get to play as the witch because the witch is most of the time just an environmental hazard. Yeah. The creepy one uh, at that. Flavor, yeah. <laughs> uh, flavor wise, I really love these, uh, things. Mm-hmm. They're real creepy. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're, they're women, um, who, mm-hmm. uh, are isolated. They are, uh, sitting down usually at choke points or in, uh, uh, if the, if the game is being generous, like in the middle of a, like a, like a large, uh, kind of chamber. Um, you mm-hmm. know, uh, that you have to skirt around, uh, sobbing. You can hear her for a, uh, for, for a good long time around, um, uh, oftentimes just, you know, putting you really on edge for reasons that we're going to describe, you know, in addition to the fact that it's, you know, creepy wailing, uh, that is going on, uh, and there's a red glow around her to kind of help you, help you spot her. Um, and when we say she's an environmental hazard, uh, you do not want to anger the witch. Uh, you do not mm-hmm. look at happy fun ball. <laughs> you do not yeah. touch happy fun yeah. ball uh because if you startle the witch uh she will kill you yeah uh she hits you once and downs you automatically um as a balance factor she will stay and keep slashing the person who angered mm-hmm. the witch yeah um if she just you know switch from from person to person you would die yeah it'd be too much you know? yeah basically immediately the um so instead uh she does that um you can kill the witch mm-hmm. uh it is called again i'm going to use gamer terms during this podcast i probably should have put a warning up front that like gamer terms are within <laughs> like spray painted on the side of the building don't gamer terms inside yeah. <laughs> don't term yeah. gamer inside oh man yeah uh but you you crown the witch and the, uh, and cr- cr- and the you, o is a is a zero so it's like crowned slash crone yeah yeah it's crone pwned uh the uh, if you shoot her twice in the head with a shotgun and all the pellets hit, mm-hmm. uh, you'll kill her, yeah. And you can do that really fast. Uh, so crowning the witch is a thing, you only have uh, like a, like a couple of frames to do that too as she's uh, she's yeah. getting up, yeah. Because uh, she gets irritated if you get close to her, if you uh, shine light mm-hmm. uh, on her, um, so you want to go flashlights off. Uh, there and you can hear her getting more irritated mm-hmm. um so you know when when someone's about to startle the witch yeah um a real cool thing is the special infected can scratch the witch and up her irritation level <laughs> um so you can uh you know hunter can go crouch behind the witch scratch her a couple of times it makes her uh you know i have a hair trigger and then people will try to shoot the hunter and if they hit the witch mm. they've upset the witch yeah it's, then it's game yeah, time yeah yeah um yeah real neat 
Yeah. Uh, and there's some cool environmental, which is uh, the passing. Mm-hmm. Um, that campaign has the the wedding set piece, which I love. Yeah. And then uh, um, my favorite campaign, uh, the hard rain um, oh, yeah. uh, with the uh, with the sugar mill. <laughs> it just yep. like there was, it was just a glitch and they're like oh it's kind of fun having a level that's all it oops all witches I mean, what if we just say like oh they like sugar okay cool yeah. <laughs> they like sugar then yeah. yeah um yeah that that ends up being a huge one for for multiplayer mm-hmm. um a lot a lot a lot of tournaments take place in hard rain yeah. so much so that i'm want to see other maps yeah uh i'm watching but uh because it's so cool and yeah. it's really elegantly designed too we'll, we'll talk about that yeah yeah um but yeah, yeah. The, the 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 witch is its own kind of emergency i mean and the you know when i said if the ai is being generous it'll be put in the middle of an open area uh oftentimes it'll be in a hallway and you know mm-hmm. it, it kind of is left left to you as a team to decide okay who has the least health <laughs> so so mm-hmm. when when they're brought back they, you know we were gonna have to heal them anyway okay you go and startle the witch um because uh because we're gonna have to we're gonna have to gamble and we don't want to gamble with somebody who's at full yeah. And there are things you can do. You can startle a witch from a distance and count on it taking a while to for her to get to you. Yeah. And everyone focuses fire. She only tries to kill the person who startled her. Yes. Um, she doesn't get distracted. So yeah. She's very focused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Team player. If I'm it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, because I I played more um I've I played more Left 4 Dead one than Left 4 Dead 2. Um in my memory, the earliest versions of Left 4 Dead, she actually like killed you the first time that that uh that, that she attacked like it would it would you know you, you would have to respawn in a uh in a uh, uh closet down the way uh did they did they soften that because it, it's my... uh it's dependent on difficulty level okay that's weird um, because i definitely wasn't playing like super high level um left for dead one uh when i was it, when i was running it yeah it might have been like that like yeah. i i could just be misremembering i know now it's tied to difficulty level mm-hmm um, but, uh, you know, at the very beginning, I don't think I got in, uh, on left for dead one on the ground floor necessarily. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I remember. Yeah. Well, I was playing it on Xbox and it wasn't that, that's not necessarily the best way to play it either. So that might've been necessarily the worst way to play it. I know. Right. I, think, I just, yeah. I did, I didn't have Other a than the Japanese arcade game. <laughs> I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have a PC, uh, that, uh, that, that could reliably, reliably run it at the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was playing, uh, I was playing Xbox live. Um, it was it, yeah. easy, easy to play with friends on that though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the different, uh, game modes that are included in this. Yeah. Um, so campaign and versus we've kind of described those to a certain degree. Um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, campaign is almost like a, for lack of a better word, like the single player story mode that you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, what is nice about this is if you're playing this and you're not like in a, uh, an explicit, uh, removed from the internet single player campaign, it is drop in, drop out co-op. So you don't have mm-hmm. to like gather in an army and then go. If somebody wants to join you, if somebody drops in, they just inhabit one of the uh, survivors and then you go, uh, which mm-hmm. is, uh, w- w- which, which is nice, uh, nice and fluid. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and versus if you're a survivor is going to play very similarly to that. Yeah. Uh, the way that uh, versus mode works, uh, it has that point system that I mentioned earlier, um, and it you take turns. So uh, you know one team will be the survivors, the other the infected, and then they swap, and then you go to the next map. Mm-hmm. So you play each map twice, once from each side. Yeah. Uh, of that, um, survival is kind of a horde mode. 
of this. Um, I haven't messed around too much with survival, but there are a lot of unique survival maps. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Uh, a lot of fan, you know, it's Valve, so they they folded in fan content. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of uh, unofficial mods were added to this. Yeah. Um, same thing with scavenge mode, which is basically uh, a gameplay mode that is the uh, finale of the first level of this. Yeah. Um, writ large. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, so this is this is fun and good. Um, I haven't I played the least with survival and scavenge yeah. modes. Just a little bit of those. Yeah, those those ones are a little bit more uh, a little bit more specialized. Um, mm-hmm. And and I'm I, if, if I'm loading up Left 4 Dead, it's for the campaign, um, yeah. or you know, or versus if I'm being honest. Uh, the last two modes that we have here are uh, more like uh, modifiers on the uh, on the initial stuff. So realism mode is like a difficulty modifier uh, that uh, it's like incredibly difficult. Uh, and it removes mm-hmm. all of the um, auras that are put over players, so you don't get the outlier on somebody when they are uh, when, when they're down on the ground, um, which mm-hmm. uh, requires you to really stick together um, because anybody can die for basically any reason. Anybody can be downed, and it won't be uh, clear. The game will not immediately make it clear uh, where they're at if you're going to rescue them. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it is like ultra difficult yeah. mode. Um. One of the ways, reasons I think this game is very generous, um, we'll talk about with release, like other people did not think that this got a lot of weird, dumb gamer revolts, um, <laughs> but is mutation modes that they added. Um, I was playing this game when they were releasing these live. Yeah. Uh, so once a week you would log in and you would learn what the new mutation was. Ah, that's so good. Um, it's super cool. Uh, these are just little modifiers that uh, change the game in really cool, unique ways. Mm-hmm. Um Specific uh, to me, for my purposes, I played a lot of uh, Last Man Standing, mm-hmm. which is a single-player mode for this where they get rid of common infected, uh, and it's just you. <laughs> so you're going through the game. Uh, it is atmospheric and scary yeah. in a way that the main game is not. Mm-hmm. Um, as you go through, because any uncommon infected can pin you. There's yeah. nobody to free you. So if you get tagged, you die. But you also are free to just pay attention and jump at every shadow and look in every corner. Yeah. For for hunters and smokers and such. Zero distractions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really cool. Uh, really neat mode. They released a version of that where you only had a samurai sword as well, <laughs> uh, which was pretty rad. Um, the very cool and uh, and difficult. Yeah. This was a little bit after my time with the game, so I never really fucked around with them. I do like it whenever this kind of thing pops up. The, uh, you know, craft your own game mode uh, kind of thing. Yes. By messing with the different yeah. levers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and th- these are all, you know, they stopped adding new ones, but they are around, you know, now. Mm-hmm. So you can you can play these old ones uh, on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there, there's just, you know, there, there are other ones that are uh, not uh, challenging. They're more for empowerment. Mm-hmm. So like things like uh, you end up with a chainsaw, which usually has limited ammo. Uh, it's a rare melee weapon. Um, but you have instead you have uh, unlimited ammo, mm. you know, with a chainsaw. So you get to do that. Do, uh, um, doom there's mode. ones where only tanks show up. <laughs> um, so, you know, four tanks. Uh, that's did, somebody, a real bummer. did somebody order four tanks yeah here you are um, the tanks have been yeah, authorized just, to use wrestling moves on the children <laughs> um, um really neat yep. uh i love these yeah 
Um, let's talk about yeah. like the, uh, the 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 story and, and the aesthetic stuff because unique to um, uh, unique to multiplayer games, multiplayer focus games, uh, this does have uh, kind of a narrative to it, and it's told in a really yeah. unique way. Let's get yelled at yep. for, for liking this stuff. Let's as get yelled to at just liking it as a wireframe to <laughs> prove we can frag other people. Yeah, let's get let's get yelled at for caring about the softer sciences. Yeah, the softer why, why, sciences why, of why play. Why have we ever treat a video game as anything other than a way to prove ourselves on the field of honor? Yeah, um, you know. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the outbreak in the game, uh, what we're dealing with is this, uh, uh it is a, a, a pandemic of this disease nicknamed the green flu, uh, which is like mm-hmm. rabies in that it, uh, takes, uh, people and makes them psychotically aggressive in order to, uh, in order to spread itself. Uh, and also that's, you know, it's airborne, you know, it's just general, uh, zombie movie, uh, disease rules kind of plays fast and loose. Mm-hmm. People, people are infected for whatever reason, uh, will move the story along. Um, and there are certain people that it mutates, uh, much more profoundly and that's how you get the, uh, the special infected. Yes. Uh, and there's like fan lore theories as to what is true about the person to turn them into this, mm-hmm. you know, like the smoker was obviously a heavy smoker, things like that. Yeah. Um, the Left 4 Dead 1 survivors uh, start out with a story in Pennsylvania and travel sore, uh, south, uh, and they are seemingly immune. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we know about that. We did an adaptation decay on the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a Typhoid Mary situation. Yeah. You know, tragically, they're infecting everyone around them. Yeah. Uh, big twist. The asymptomatic uh, but, carriers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Meaning that if um, there, and, it, even if there was a civilization for them to go back to, they would just ruin it. Yeah, you can't come home again. Yep, you know, uh, the the vault the the uh, the overseer sends you back out. Mm-hmm. Um, at release, these two campaigns, Left 4 Dead One and Two, weren't uh, tied together at all. Yeah, um, you know, but uh, and the individual campaigns weren't tied together either. Right. Uh, so things like uh, you know, you would have these uh, these little you'd have an individual little movie that you'd go through. Mm-hmm. Um, Player testers, though, didn't like this because it felt like their progress was being reset. It reset, yeah, every time um, being set back like that. Yeah, yeah. So they kind oh. of added this, uh, added this meta narrative um, to kind of patch everything together, making this, you know, if you play this back to back to back with all of these, you know, it's a it's a pretty serviceable ten hour action game. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, you you know, you spend the original survivors uh, make their way. Um, you know, kind of down south and then pass off to the other survivors, uh, quite literally. Yeah. Um, uh, and the story of the game here, uh, in kind of a, uh, like, let's say taking Valve's storytelling and, uh, cranking it to the max, uh, is told primarily through graffiti on the safe room walls, uh, where mm-hmm. anonymous characters are going to be leaving notes, um, for each other, uh, sometimes just taunting each other and, uh, being crude or, you know, writing, you know, X and Y forever, uh, you know, that kind of deal. Um, but, mm-hmm. uh, also, you know, like the, the, the more meaty ones are, uh, like we're informing each other of whereabouts, like, Hey, we moved to the mall, uh, like, Oh, he- you know, head to this port, uh, you know, don't go to this place because it's been overrun, et cetera. Uh, and then also people guessing at the nature of the illness, you know, like defacing signs saying like, yeah, washing your hands won't help with this one. Uh, that kind of deal. Well, it's, uh, the, I love that about, uh, the second game specifically is that you get the environmental storytelling that are the survivors talking to each other. You also get to see the, the efforts to combat it. Yes. Um, the, you know, the CDC attempting to 
to do something about this. Like you get to see their, their little setups and stuff where they treated this like a regular pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not. No, no. Yeah. Uh, very neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original group of survivors reaches Georgia, um, and then they, they pass off to the second group of survivors uh, who are uh, heading to New Orleans. Um, the cast on this is very, like, uniformly charismatic, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I like all these characters a lot. Yeah. No. Not a dud among them. <laughs> you know, not, <laughs> not somebody who I just think is dumb. Yeah. Uh, or not fun. Even people who you think would be pretty boring, like, I don't know, uh, like among them, Lewis seems like he would be just, oh, he's just an office worker or whatever. Kind of almost, almost like a uh, Simon Pegg's character from Shaun of the Dead stand-in uh, kind of guy, mm-hmm. even down to his uh, down to his attire. But, like, the way he's just fucking over it is really good, <laughs> you know? He's very optimistic about things, uh, like Lewis is. Oh, yeah. I I'm, I'm, I'm mixed him up. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> uh, the uh, Francis is real over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and and we'll should we talk about the individual dudes? Uh, let's let's here? talk about them uh, for the campaigns um, at the. Uh, um, as, but they're uh, all, they're all very charismatic. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, there's tons of voice acting. Um, this is also random, so you won't get the same comments or conversations. Nope. Uh, based on things, which adds to that replay kind of arcade. Uh, value, you know, if you play through as Ellis, you're going to get different stories mm-hmm. uh, as you go through of his uh, colorful backstory. <laughs> yeah, um, and I love the um, I, I I love the way that the voice acting uh, just highlights the relationships between these characters as well. You know, they all have mm-hmm. very you know they all have very pronounced uh, personalities, and they bristle at each other. But uh, like even over the course of uh, over the course of, of a campaign, you know, they kind of become a little bit more cohesive. There's like a nice little arc uh, built in for mm-hmm. all of them. You're getting little tiny scraps of their relationships and dynamics mm-hmm. uh, through multiple playthroughs. Yeah. So you you play Left 4 Dead one through one time. It takes, you know, 90 minutes or something, uh, you know, or, or a couple hours. And you get a sense a little bit that, like, Bill is seeing Zoe as a daughter figure. Yeah. Um, and you play it a few more times, you get more and more evidence, and it kind of solidifies these relationships as you <laughs> play through. Yeah. Um, it is a cool way to to tell a story, a cool way to establish character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, no and, one just saying their their trait out loud, right? Um, right. It's great too because that voice acting, um, is specifically in two, because they really upped it. Um, but that voice acting uh, serves like a tactical gameplay role uh, automatically mm-hmm. uh, when you look at an item. Um, your character will call out uh, the famous one being pills here, um, just mm-hmm. shouting about the presence of pills, um, whether they're there or not. Um, uh, but also like your character, when you, you know, you, you can either hear the special infected yourself as the player. Um, uh, but the character can also say, ah, there's a boomer around here or something like that. And this is, this is incredibly smart because instead of taking up the voice chat, you know, saying like, all right, oh, there's some weapons over here that I saw instead of like just filling it with chatter about, you know, reporting, uh, you know, the, the, the battlefield conditions to everybody, uh, it really Mm -hmm. frees you up, uh, to actually like work at a bit of a higher level, you know, either establishing your roles or, uh, you know, uh, uh, planning your path, uh, through individual scenarios. I think it's really smart the way that they let the characters, uh, do a lot of the work for you, uh, when it comes to communication. Yeah. 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 Uh, and you, you know, when you end up doing both, 
Yes. Uh, you know, when you're playing, mm-hmm. uh, playing the game, but it is useful that it, it for single player that that happens and that the, uh, the in-game voice acting does the low level stuff mm-hmm. for this. Um, I think the game still looks real good. Yep. You know, uh, it's, it's very functional. Like some of the animations are not very realistic, but that's okay because there is this kind of heightened, slightly cartoonish reality yeah. uh, to Valve's stuff. Um, and the, uh, at the time and even still kind of now it's impressive the number of enemies they put on screen. Yeah. Um, it basically looks infinite, <laughs> Yep. you know, and they, they leaned into that. Like people really liked doing that, like just killing a lot of enemies at once. And that is why they ended up adding the alarm to the uh, pipe bomb. Yeah. Initially was to put all the enemies there and just get to watch a huge explosion of, of ragdolls. Yeah. Like sometimes you might, you might not notice how many things are in play, but there were definitely moments where I just surveyed the battlefield after I was done and just saw it carpeted with bodies, mm-hmm. uh, which it, sounds it really psychotic that, when I like, say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gives you, it gives you a very palpable sense of, uh, you know, a horde. Yes. You know, um, which is a thing like, you know, that is one of the classic zombie scarinesses, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is that there's just too many to deal with. It is it is a, a numbers game. Mm-hmm. And that has been a hard thing historically for video games to express. Yeah. Um, you know, my you know, my favorite zombie video game series, which is Resident Evil, doesn't really do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, the, I think Dead Rising was maybe the first game I saw that kind of did it. Yeah, that was like the, the the selling feature of that at the start. Yeah, yeah. Um, now it's much more common, but at the time it is uh, it is hard to to overstate how cool it was. It was a uh, it was a feat, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think that uh, a lot of the things that make this still hold up today, um, you know, technically, if you're playing it, I mean, especially because any machine can run this, you know, super super smooth, is the fact that you know, it's it's the uh, primacy of art direction over technical detail you know, over photorealism, Mm -hmm. it's really stylized, you know? Um, and there are lots and lots of like visual filters going on. Like there's color correction, there's film grain, there's like a vignette effect, uh, that kind of just, uh, gives this a bit of a, um, gives it a bit of a, just a, a a small, uh, kind of like, uh, filter of, um, of, uh, of looking like an old, uh, an old movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because this is valve, um, we get those, those, uh, gameplay and level design tropes, uh, which, you know, those commentaries, again, if you're at all interested in level design, uh, mm-hmm. mandatory, uh, listening, yep. um, there's one of them for the first left for dead. Yeah. Um, so these are things like, uh, you know, distinguished silhouettes, sound design of every enemy being a cue, uh, lights pointing you where to go. Um, these are big maze like levels where you never don't know where to go mm-hmm. and you're never thinking about it. Yeah. Like I'm never like, oh, the lights are going that way. That means I need to go that way. You just do it because it's it's intuitive. Yeah. And and Valve have basically mastered this uh at this point. Mm-hmm. The but um, it's some some of the best in the biz. And it's funny because you know, it, it's really noticeable when a uh when a uh first person shooter developer specifically doesn't observe these rules. You know, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to say like, oh, we, we, we've solved it. Just do what Valve does, because you don't want to say every every problem's been solved and every game, you know, should be the same. You know, like that that, that yeah. isn't a, a, a real isn't it isn't a great situation uh, if, if if that's where we've reached. But also like a lot of the work has been done for for making uh, for making uh, these for making spaces readable in first person. If if you want to make the player intentionally confused, yes, you know, then then that's fine. 
But if you want them to be able to intuitively make their way through it, these are really tried and true methods yes. of doing it. There are other methods as well. Uh, these methods are really good and work. For sure. Shall we talk about development? I believe that we shall. Uh, so yeah. at the beginning, I said this was developed by Valve. Um, in reality, it was developed by a team that uh, was acquired by Valve, uh, Turtle Rock. Uh, it was a studio that was founded uh, by people who had worked on the mod version of Counter-Strike, um, along with some people who had worked at Westwood on the uh, Command & Conquer series. Uh, and they were kind of brought into the fold uh, with that mod making experience to work on um, uh, Half-Life multiplayer modes. So they made uh, Counter-Strike Source. They updated that for the Source engine. That was like one of the most popular um, uh, uh, multiplayer first-person shooters for a very long time. And the very good Mm -hmm. and underrated Half-Life 2 deathmatch. Uh, Turtle Rock made that. Yeah. Uh, Cool developer. Um, they started working on Left 4 Dead uh, in 2005, um, taking inspiration from horror movies to make a game that kind of mixed the appeal of single and multiplayer. Yeah. Um, and the uh, the kind of big breaking mo- point for them was a preview of this game was included in the orange box. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about the orange box before, uh, something that doesn't feel like it could happen now. Nope. <laughs> you know, not even close. The orange box uh, was just this miracle. Uh, it, it, dis- it descended from heaven on a cloud. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, just not, we don't do games that way anymore. <laughs> um, Turtle Rock got acquired by Valve in uh, 2006. Yes. They gobbled them up. Yeah. Um, this game is built on the Source Engine, uh, an updated version, uh, the 2008 version, with uh, improvements for character animation, um, and then specifically lighting and visual filters. Um, and it was mm-hmm. updated again with uh, Left 4 Dead 2 to um, make the common infected more uh, variable in appearance and also show much more, uh, let's say, uh, battle damage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, early versions of this game were only versus, uh, just versus mode, but this was really hard to balance. So they ended up uh, developing the AI director and made a split campaign in versus mode. Yeah, uh, for this, and that's all Left 4 Dead One stuff we're talking about. Just to be clear, yes. even though this is an episode of Left 4 Dead Two, there they will we'll talk about how they're linked in case you are doing this as a podcast as service. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, it just the the entire development story is I could go from uh, Left 4 Dead One to Left 4 Dead Two in here. Um, yeah. So uh, a real smart decision, I think. Uh, early on, they uh, had the idea to include this merit and demerit system. Uh, mm-hmm. kind of as a meta score uh, for individual players that would keep track of teamwork and bad behavior across a campaign uh, to kind of give you mm-hmm. feedback. Uh, them <laughs> them not making it into a who can get the most bad boy points uh, by trolling and griefing yes. your team, uh, I think was an, was an incredibly good choice. Uh, <laughs> Zoe calls it hell maxing. It's this new thing that she does. <laughs> Trying to get so many Left 4 Dead demerits that she can't even be allowed into. <laughs> the doors of heaven are closed yeah. to her because she just intentionally startled so many witches. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the ultimate hell max. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, that, that's just such a basic community management thing. Like, just don't, don't, don't give, do not hand out black badges because people will uh, see them as we'll badges of them. honor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because so, people suck. 
Yeah. People are duh, you know. <laughs> oh, I'm doing the, the, the bad thing. Look yep. at me. I'm such an iconoclast, you know. Uh, and it, you don't leave that in players' hands. No. No. You know, even if even if this was used as uh, as intended, not just people collecting them, but people assigning black badges to people who they didn't like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that would make this uh, this is not a particularly newbie friendly game. No. Like it still has that counter strike problem of like there's a there's a codified way to play it. Yeah. Um, and if you just play with puppies like yeah. you're either going to be playing with people who are your peers or with people who have put thousands of hours in this and know the exact right thing to do in every situation. Yeah. I would get furious if like. I spawned too early and, you know, Fragmaster 99 gave me a demerit. I, I really... How undignified. <laughs> undignified is a very funny way to put that. Um, I, I, I pretty much already assume that if I'm playing with other people, I am making them go, ugh, I, I don't want to yeah. have it confirmed, you know? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Um, and, and the way that what they have instead of that now is they just kick, you can vote to kick. Yeah, yeah. People, which is a bummer if you're... You know, when I first started playing this, I got kicked a couple times without knowing why, mm-hmm. and it it was a bummer. Yeah, you know, um, this is this is still uh, not in the the perfect multiplayer ideal. Right, right, mode. and and that's a little bit of a uh, a consequence of the lack of communication as well. Uh, this will happen for mm-hmm. any multiplayer game. You know, there will be a uh, a meta that is uh, that, that that is codified uh, that is kind of locked in, and there's no mm-hmm. way to learn it. You just kind of you're just assumed to uh, to to have been born always knowing it, or else yeah. you are irredeemable. Uh, and if you don't know, uh, you don't know, and it's not worth teaching like, you. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that kind of stuff's frustrating. We did a whole dispatch on it. Yes. So yeah, go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, that got some people really annoyed at us. That one really? Yeah. I yeah. Don't, I that popped that. up. I that popped up in a couple of, of reviews when I still read reviews. Oh. <laughs> What, what were they mad about? <laughs> oh, they were just they, they were just mad that we were complaining about multiplayer stuff being toxic. Oh, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. 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 Good yeah. job, nerds. <laughs> um, these people don't like this thing that I like. <laughs> uh, just, just that, that ProZD video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that thing. <laughs> yeah. I like that thing. People who like that thing exist. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, on the internet, you have to acknowledge every single possible opinion yes. and edge case for every single thing. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was playing uh, uh, Gloomhaven. Okay. Over the weekend with Levi and uh, Levi was like, oh, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope this doesn't spawn more guys. And I was like, oh, yeah, I hope the world hunger ends. <laughs> you know, like, I guess our priority is just a little bit different. A little Levi. different. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you're not. But we're built different because I hope this. Um, it's, just, it's, so, it's one of my least favorite thing about the fucking internet. <laughs> what an asshole. Yeah, like that guilt by association yeah, and yeah. your silence on blank is deafening. All three of those things fucking drive me nuts. Um, grody. Oh gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh gosh. Uh initially when they were uh, sketching this out, their idea was to kind of begin the game with this wide open city, uh to have mm-hmm. kind of for the first part of it be this uh huge uh, uh you know street map uh where you picked several routes. Uh this ended up confusing the confusing the testers. Uh so they uh reworked it to make the campaigns uh more broadly linear. Uh, and they took the work that they did on that and kind of spread it throughout the uh, the levels of the first game. We'll talk about make it when we get to the campaigns. I think that the uh the campaigns of one are, you know, good for what they are, but they pale in comparison to uh to Left 4 mm-hmm. Dead 2. Uh primarily because Left 4 Dead 1 is a lot of sewer level. 
Um, Left 4 Dead 1 is real, like, um, uh, first-person shooter industrial spaces dot, uh, dot WAD, right? Yeah, agreed. Um, the, uh, and yeah, th- that's one of those things where it sounds like a cool idea. Mm-hmm having the wide open city uh not only would it be confusing though but eventually players would just find the optimal path yeah and if you and and if you as a new player wander down a suboptimal path you'd be kicked yeah you get kicked or you get one of the special left for demerits you know (laughs) um there are a couple of cuts special infected uh they're interesting to talk about there are modded servers that reintegrate Mm. uh this 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 first guy uh the screamer who was a fella in a straight jacket. Yep. Um, he didn't attack. He just screamed to attract the horde. Um, he was really, and he would run away once you saw him or he saw you. Uh, this was deemed too difficult. Yeah. Um, and he didn't have a silhouette that differentiated him from the common infected. Mm. You could see how he'd be really frustrating yeah. uh, to hunt this guy down. So they, they, they kicked him. Yeah. Uh, they got rid of him and kind of folded into the boomer's abilities. As we mentioned before, the boomer used to just do damage. Yeah. And that's where they gave, come up with the concept of a boomer bile. Yes. Um, and I like that the boomer, um, ends up being just a, it's so much more interesting because the boomer summoning is a, it's a punishment. Um, it's a, it's a punishment mm-hmm. for suboptimal play, um, or for mm-hmm. making a, uh, you know, a boneheaded decision as opposed to like hit, hit this guy, he runs away or else it'll be a problem. Um, it just, it, it's a, it's a much smarter design. I think they, they also, I love how they use the scraps of, uh, their cut stuff, Yeah, you know, and fold them into each other. Like one of the secrets to like really, you know, that kind of confident development that we talk about where it feels like you're in a professional's hands mm-hmm. is, uh, listening to feedback. Yep. Like all these choices that we're finding, it's like, Oh, play testers found this confusing. They, they stopped doing it. Players yeah. don't like this. Um, I think that's, ends up being a big difference when we play games where it's like, God, did anyone play test this? <laughs> right. uh, you know, maybe not like yeah. they might not have had the, the budget for it. One of the things that the valve has is, is allows them to really own that stuff. Um, and then they also are not afraid to kill their darlings and combine things. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the screamer got folded into the boomer left for dead two had a, uh, special infected called the leaker. Mm hmm. Um, it's which, fucking gross. Uh, <laughs> real gross. Uh, who would plant themselves and leave uh, spitter goo, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't very fun to like just plant yourself, right? <laughs> you know, you had to play planting action. Uh, so they they folded into the spitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, whenever I read about the leaker, I think about uh, my friend Austin. Once bought a thing of um, God, like Hillshire Farms little sausages. Ugh. It was like little human sausages. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he he opened them and they had gone bad, and it was back in the day. It was like 1997 or something. So he called the company, and uh, they sent him a free one. But he said they knew it ma- immediately. He's talking about. It. He's like, "So you got a leaker, huh?" Oh no! And they instantly knew what he meant. Oh. <laughs> the, those Hillshire Farm sausage packages just have a chronic problem with leakers. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I, and I, then I, he got in the fucking mail mm-hmm. uh, another package of sausages. I, you know, I just I try not to i try not to gamble on shelf stable meats is the yeah. is the thing same same way i don't gamble on shelf stable dairy <laughs> i was gonna say see that's why I, I use all my gambling points on shelf stable creams <laughs> i go pure creamers <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, at, the, at the beginning of the pandemic i thought it was so fucking clever i i, I went to sam's yep. and i got just a just a big uh just a big box of uh of of, of uh, uh creamers i don't know if they were non-dairy or whatever i was like these things will last mm-hmm. forever 
Uh, and then I poured one mm-hmm. in and it was all clotted and it was like, oh, actually these expire after like a month. Uh, yeah. well, well they're, shit. They're just comparatively shelf stable, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. but shelf stable is a, is a lie that food tells you. Yes. Got yourself a leaker, huh? Yeah, um, you got your, oh, you got a leaker, huh? Like, ho- just horrifying. Like, <laughs> I get 20 of these calls a day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's what you got to do. You got to make sure not to look directly at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll send you a patching trowel to patch up the, uh, the package. <laughs> now parge the laugh. Uh <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. another design uh that that, that was changed uh this didn't uh, appear uh this is one that was just cut and i think it was pretty good mm-hmm. the initial concept for the smokers uh was something more akin to the uh the houdini splicers from um mm-hmm. uh from Dishonor, no from bioshock bioshock yeah, yeah. i, I want to say designer because it's a teleporter as well so like if you were playing it you would almost have like a little blink uh kind of deal mm-hmm. it would uh you would appear and disappear in puffs of smoke the idea being to um uh to abduct people and you know remove them from the group uh obviously the smokers still accomplish that uh but how how do you defend against that if it can just appear and then disappear out of nowhere yeah yeah uh this this was overpowered it would be real fun to play as yeah um i love teleporting in a video game but Mm -hmm. um yeah it is uh again kill your darlings right yes um this game's really well received uh the first one was incredibly well received yeah and it was really innovative at the time um there weren't games like this yeah there were there were mods that i played that were kind of similar like natural selection would be a pretty close one Mm -hmm. from back in like 2002 but like i was racking my brain and as far as like cooperative multiplayer experiences like this you know just not necessarily you know around especially in first person shooters Mm -hmm. right um they uh they, they they released dlc for free on the pc you did have to buy it using space bucks on uh on xbox live um and some fans uh kind of through miscommunication from valve and also by a precedent that was set they really believed uh that uh this game would be supported uh indefinitely uh like team fortress 2 which itself was its own miracle of of yeah. you know of generosity on the part of a company it reminded me a lot of people who uh complain about uh patreons for podcast oh yeah like podcast were just you know kind of grandfathered in as this free thing like oh yeah. that should just be free work you do mm-hmm. no you know no uh no one should ever get paid for this though that's ridiculous yeah no no further questions though <laughs> um and then when people started like making money off it some people just couldn't handle it like yeah. really freaked out like that shouldn't cost money it never has before mm-hmm. um because it was the way that things used to be is the worst reason to do something yep um in a vacuum it's meaningless like you you have to have other reasons to support something to make it worth doing yeah um you know and team fortress 2 is the exception not the rule yeah like it's ridiculous that they they still update that Mm -hmm. well good Um, also because they found i mean kind of icky ways to monetize it too Yes, they found ways to launder hats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So there was a minor consumer revolt uh, that was started when, uh, you know, about six months after the launch of Left 4 Dead, uh, Valve, at an event that uh, that that summer in 2009, announced Left 4 Dead 2, uh, showing Mm -hmm. off their uh, uh, showing off the kind of the new designs and the new uh, the the new survivors and stuff um, and doing something really rare for them, which is turning around a sequel within a year. Uh, kind of on mm-hmm. a, a, an absolutely defined schedule um and it would be released at full price uh which you know 
uh, people got together on Steam and they put together a uh, a boycott group that got up to about 40,000 yeah. members. Yeah, Consumer Action Squad. <laughs> Assemble. Um, <laughs> yeah, nerds assemble. I hate this shit. Uh-huh. Uh, fan, you know, fan entitlement sucks. Um, you know, uh, they were protesting the announcement. They said they didn't like the new visual uh, direction. They threatened to hold the community hostage. We know better. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, and Valve really played ball with them in a way that I, I, I would not negotiate with terrorists. Yeah. You know, uh, they're like, listen, you know, we're telling you a sequel is technically necessary. Mm-hmm. There's going to be more new content for the first game. We're not abandoning it. Um, and they even flew out the group. I, I can't believe this when I read it. Like mm-hmm. this group, this little ramshackle, little consumer baby boy group. <laughs> revolt, they flew out the leaders to Valve HQ to have them test. Leopard <laughs> too. And they were like, no, it was fun. Yeah. You know, it's like, no fucking shit. You. <laughs> horrible little dipshits like i hate that they gave this these babies their bottle yeah like it makes me so mad i just i mean like i i hate that that group was like you know just the, again the like the we know better <laughs> you know and, and the, 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 valve is not unimpeachable right i think valve makes a lot, not, of ter- not a, lot, a lot of terrible decisions this is not a blanket yeah. uh you know like just a, a blanket defense of any commercial practice that a developer will uh will, will, will uh, uh you know engage in but like i i really hate the just the tone that i get reading about this which is like not only you know do we do we know what is right and true for this series and what was established uh but also like you're gonna split the community we're gonna hold this hostage basically um you know know, they're threatening to tank this thing which they ostensibly like um it's uh it's because (laughs) consumer revolt movements like that never actually are mad at the right thing yeah like this this happened way before gamergate but it has uh whiffs of gamergate in it where it's like you know, Gamergate was like, oh, there's corruption in game journalism because Zoe Quinn, not because of like the Kane and Lynch developers <laughs> literally trying to buy off Jeff Gersman. Like there there really were problems with mm-hmm. ethics in games journalism, but they weren't being addressed by that movement. No. There's there really are problems with Valve, but this game developer making and selling a game is not a problem <laughs> with Valve. Yeah. You horrible little dipshits. <laughs> like perspective, please. Uh, yeah, it's it just just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, the boycott group, uh, you know, as it became clear that Valve was going to, uh, support the original game with DLC, um, and the boycott group just kind of started, uh, dissolving and then Gabe Newell came out and said like, yeah, actually the people who are members of that group, you know, cause Valve has all of the insights on steam communities and stuff. Yeah. The people who are in that group, uh, pre-ordered left for dead two at a higher rate than, than the general public. So see that, yeah. uh, call of duty dedicated server boycott group, uh, image yeah. where it was, you know, just, a, a, all of the people in there all playing call of duty, black ops two or whatever. They were bluffing. Yes. Um, the goal with the sequels was to be bigger and better with more emphasis on story and a greater level variety, which they accomplished mm-hmm. as we talked about. Uh, the original title was back for more, which I'm glad is not the title yep. of it. I think that's real silly. Like, a- hey guys, do you want to get together and play some back for more? <laughs> that just sounds It'd be a good tagline. It'd be, you know, a great tagline. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds super dorky. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Left 4 Dead 2 is, uh, it, it is both clear and not too dorky, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And a possible, we already mentioned the, uh, the, the leaker there. Most of the development on the, on the sequel is, uh, like ways that they change the source engine to optimize, 
uh, the visuals, like we talked about, uh, adding new models and uh, variation on the common infected, uh, different lighting and stuff like that. And you can see all of that, but it's just not that interesting to like to talk about. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the interesting the interesting thing, what things was they spent a large amount of time optimizing and trying to make the improvements work on the memory limitations of the Xbox 360. Um, so yeah. this is one of those times where, uh, you know, by kind of not leading on a console, but really having the console release be a major part of the product release, it was a limitation, um, and a bit of a distraction for the team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot more DLC was released, uh, both for the first game and the second game and, uh, for both games that mm-hmm. bridge them. Um, also, uh, you know, eventually, as we mentioned, folding the first game's, uh, maps, into the second game's engine. Mm-hmm. So there's literally no reason in the world to play Left 4 Dead 1 now. Yeah. Um, you just play those maps in Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah. And get the, the uh, and, and get the new uh, get the new infected. There's some notable changes uh that were mm-hmm. made um again in response to feedback. Uh it's great. <laughs> yeah. Um it ends up feeling, you know, for something that gamers revolted over, it ends up feeling very generous to me. Yes. As a game, like, you know, when I booted up, uh, when I booted up to, uh, refresh my memory for this, I was like, there's so much stuff here yeah. and this is not even, uh, looking at like, uh, fan created content. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of those got officially released, uh, with the last stand, uh, pack in late 2020. So very recently wild, uh, user maps. And there are even more uh, that you can find. And I've talked about these before, uh, on other episodes of the show, but there are really neat, uh, maps that change the game. Um, they've recreated the maps of the first few Resident Evil games mm-hmm. uh, in in Left 4 Dead. Uh, that's real fun. Nice. Um, it's real clever to see how they handle things. Like in Left 4 Dead, in uh, Resident Evil One, um, you're in the snake room and a, a, a tank just falls out of the ceiling <laughs> instead of the tank <laughs> or instead of the snake. Uh, got a big laugh out of me and Derek. Yeah. Uh, playing that. And so there's, there's tons of uh, official and unofficial community content for this. Yeah. And also like server mods too. You know, you can mm-hmm. play, um, you know, on servers that are put into the general pool, but I was just poking around when I was setting up the community server uh, for people to mess around with. So we wouldn't have uh, drop in randos. Um, and uh, there, there are just lots of different permutations and rules, uh, rules changes uh, that are put in, mm-hmm. um, you know, so just an incredible amount of control that valve was just like, Hey guys, go ahead and take the wheel on this. Um, very yeah. laudable to good effect. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Left 4 yeah. Dead was incredibly popular in Japan. Um, mm-hmm. people just, it, it was just a big hit over there. Um, especially at a time when, uh, PC gaming and specifically anything on the Xbox 360 was not, uh, not necessarily, uh, setting the world on fire over there. Uh, it was so popular that in 2014, um, Valve worked with Taito to put out an arcade version of this, uh, called Left 4 Dead Survivors. Um, with mm-hmm. Japan specific characters, um, and it ultimately ended up being all of the campaigns um, from the uh, from the main game uh, from both games, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's pretty interesting. Like, I would love to to try this mm-hmm. at some point. Um, it looks real weird. Yeah, uh, the biggest downside to it um, is that it is, uh, and you can actually play this through the Steam Workshop. Uh, mm. It's been ported. Um, which I haven't done. I should do that. Uh, the biggest downside is it uses the uh, the kind of German censorship. Oh, so uh, like stuff stuff know? can't be on fire if it's actually on fire and taking damage. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, like it's it's a uh, it's real gun shy about about that kind of thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Turtle Rock they split from Valve in 2010, uh, kind of after the main push of content for Left 4 Dead 2 was made. 
Um, they worked on Evolve, uh, a real neat sounding asymmetric uh, multiplayer game that kind of didn't go anywhere. It just didn't get off the ground. Um, then they were folded into Oculus Studios and worked on a couple of fun Oculus games. And then here recently, again, because a WAF can't come out without coinciding with something that is happening in modern games, um, uh, Turtle Rock put out Back for Blood, which people seem to enjoy. And that is, uh, you know, just pretty much a uh, as close as you can get to a Left 4 Dead 3. Uh, it is a, a very direct um, uh, spiritual successor. Yeah, uh, I have not played that yet. I really want to. Yeah. Uh, it looks cool. Yes. To me. Um, yeah. Uh, so let's get into the different campaigns and mm-hmm. characters. We're going to move through these relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, just because we don't want to sit down and describe like level geometry mm-hmm. uh, in these. Like there's a lot there, but there's, it would be overwhelming yeah. to go through that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's do it. Yeah. Uh, Left 4 Dead 1, we got our four survivors. We have Bill, who is a cranky <laughs> old Vietnam vet, kind of like a prepper. Yeah, uh, kind of guy. He's been waiting for this. It's, uh, he, he knew the day was coming, um, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of naturally falls into a uh, into a leader uh, kind of uh, kind of position. Yeah, uh, it's it's worth noting that the voice acting on all the main characters I think is really good mm-hmm. um, here. Uh, and there were some some things with getting this voice actor back, which influenced uh, some of the some of the game, some of the story. Yeah, um, Zoe's uh, a college student. Hmm. Kind of, uh, uh, kind of, kind of like just, Claire. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, kind of sarcastic a little bit. Um, you know, team player, kind of an everyman as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt a little bit, you know, with this, with uh, uh, Alex, you know, a little bit like this is when Valve had to put a, you know, a, a gamer girlfriend. Yeah. Like an yeah. approachable, you know, uh, girl in their mm-hmm. games for that. Yeah. Um, she has a really great relationship with the other characters. Yeah. Um, I like Zoe quite a bit. They initially, she had a, um, uh, who was it? She had a love interest, uh, kind of plot with, was it, uh, with uh, Francis with Francis and they cut, they cut it because it was distracting. Um, yeah. yeah. And also weird. But why? <laughs> like w- weird situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Francis is a biker, uh, who hates everything. It's kind of his catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're going up to something, he says, ah, I hate tunnels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it really, really cute little, uh, trailer for the passing. Yeah. I do with, with, with callbacks to that, <laughs> uh, you know, Francis, you know, big tough guy, uh, obviously. Yeah. And then Lewis, uh, who is an office worker who, uh, is very optimistic mm-hmm. about everything, um, that's going on. And that gives him a really fun, uh, dynamic as well, because they're like fighting witches and tanks and shit. He should not be optimistic. <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Uh, these, these, these are sad times. These are not happy times. Yeah. Source of a thousand pills memes. Cause he <laughs> sounds very cheerful about finding pills in general. <laughs> um, opens up on a banger of a campaign. Uh, left for dead mm-hmm. one does. Um, this is a real basic one. It's introducing a lot of the, a uh, lot of the tenets of, uh, of Left 4 Dead design. Um, and for a long time, this was just the, it was, it was the Left 4 Dead's DE dust. Uh, it yes. was just the, the, the map that you played. Nothing else was played. Yep. Uh, no mercy is the name of it. Uh, mm-hmm. cause you're going towards mercy hospital. Of course. Um, you start on the roof of, uh, apartments, make your way down through the apartments. So you're getting all those closets and hallways and such, mm-hmm. uh, making your way to street level. Um, and the kind of big complication, uh, introduced in street level is car alarms. Yeah. Um, they'll have cars where the interior light blinks. If you shoot them or touch them, a car alarm will go off and summon a horde. Yes. 
Um, so you got to be real, real mindful of your line of fire. You know, if you are just mm-hmm. firing into, you know, a couple of a couple of common infected who have a uh, car standing behind them, uh, you are going to make trouble uh, and maybe mm-hmm. k- get kicked from your group. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, get a demerit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you make your way into the subways after this. Um, so this is uh, full of wide tunnels and narrow tunnels. Um, going through this underground section, we get our first crescendo event. We've talked about them. Yeah. Uh, usually these are things that make a lot of noise. Yeah. Uh, and you have to hold out for a time. Mm-hmm. So a door will slowly open while a horde is continuously being attracted. Yeah. Uh, um, and again, this just really feels like a, tu- a tutorial about crescendo events. You know, you have to start up this generator. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like this is a relatively simple area. You know, you've got the you've got the uh, ground level uh, down around the generators and you have the catwalks up around the edge uh, and mm-hmm. it's pretty defensible. Uh, there are only a couple of different ways that uh, that enemies are going to come in very quickly. Uh, something that is uh, true about the designs of these crescendo areas and finale areas is that although you have four people, uh, there will oftentimes be five plus ways that uh, enemies can come in. So there is no mm-hmm. way to keep everything entirely on lockdown. No, you have to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah. Uh, three air. Uh, the next level is the sewer. Um, it's a sewer. <laughs> they uh, they ported in a special infected from Left 4 Dead 2, uh, the Mud Men. Yes. Which uh, crawl around on all fours, and when they hit you, they obscure, obscure your vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, here. Except here, they're, they're covered in shit because of sewer. Of course. As to mud. Yeah. Uh, you know? So they're they're spreading, uh, you know, giving you pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're making your way into the hospital through the ER entrance here yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, just lot, lots of sewer level in Left 4 Dead yeah. 1. I was just, it was real startling to go back to it uh, and see, um, as, especially after you've played uh, Left 4 Dead 2. Uh, the hospital itself rules. Um, I love this. Mm-hmm. It's it's relatively linear. You've got an you know an awful lot of uh, small little uh, examination rooms and offices off the side, but you're just making your way um, up and zigzagging through the uh, through the floors uh, uh, mm-hmm. with common infected who are coming out. They backported the uh, the the CEDA infected C E D A uh, kind of the stand in for the CDC. Uh, these mm-hmm. are people in clean suits that were very ineffective. Um, they were yeah. not, they were not sealed. So they got infected inside, but because they have the clean suits on, they are immune to fire. So if you're going to be yes. deploying any Molotov cocktails in this, especially in the choke points, they're going to charge right through them. And special infected are not that big a deal no. in this game. Like they, uh, it's are not they a the, un- the uncommon defect, the uh, uncommon ones. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rather. Yeah. Uncommon commons, mm-hmm. uh, are not that big a deal like him being immune to fire these guys being immune to fire doesn't make that big a difference yeah um the ones with body armor do but those are pretty rare yeah yeah um so you uh you take this elevator route um up to these unfinished floors we run into another special infected the worker special infected uh they have hearing protection so they do not hear pipe bombs Mm -hmm. um and this is a great place for death charges and just knocking uh players off the building in general yeah yeah this is this is where I, because uh, because I tried to play through these in roughly chronological order, where I was reminded, oh yes, uh, you you can uh, hang from a ledge, uh, like mm-hmm. it, it, it will um, uh, uh, occupy you. Let's say if you fall off, so be really careful. Uh, that ends up being a real problem too when you get to the rooftop finale because tanks mm-hmm. love hitting you and throwing you off of the side of the building. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, this is a great finale. Oh, yeah. Um, it reminds me of, like, Resident Evil 4 or something. This mm-hmm. little little radio shack with the gun turret on top. Yeah. Um, here, uh, you had... So, with the way the finale events work is you start them. So, the players get to the uh, finals area, and then uh, usually you'll click on something to start um, a countdown um, of some kind. A series of waves and tanks that'll show up before rescue. Mm-hmm shows up um and this one's again uh really no mercy is the best campaign in in left 4 dead one yeah uh this is really elegantly designed yeah um it's a small space but it's really dense mm-hmm. um with kind of hideaways and incident incident and small little uh, micro alleys and such yeah and walkways that yeah. go kind of around the top uh that are mm-hmm. real precarious like you can be knocked off of them and down into the middle of uh, uh the horde if you're not careful mm-hmm yeah Mm -hmm. um and i love that like the area that you're going to gravitate toward because it has that uh that 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 fixed gun those are often a trap uh those have like Mm -hmm. a real limited uh kind of uh range of view that you can do uh oftentimes it only covers you know one or two of the choke points where people can come uh they're gonna get up behind you and start slapping at you but like the most defensible position where you know is where you radio and start the uh start the event that is on the opposite side of the roof from the helipad and so, I mean, mm-hmm. just like this was an early, an early kind of like uh, illustrate an early illustration for me of like the notion of, you know, just it just incidental stories that come up because of mechanics and the way that these go so many different times where like somebody had to sacrifice themselves or got downed, you know, as they were crossing the uh, as they were crossing the rooftop and like, no, go, go, don't come back for me to save yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, they diegetically do something that they end up folding into the narrative yeah yeah later. um i love it uh like it's yeah. a it's a really good uh finale to a to a to a good campaign mm-hmm. uh crash course was a dlc campaign uh this is just a little bit of connective tissue uh because initially you just started in a town yeah after this uh this is you know the helicopter uh the pilot turned and you had to kill him uh i wonder why um and you land in this kind of industrial section of of town yeah here yeah um, um it's real short a lot to the alleys it, yeah it's very short uh yeah. the alleys are just basically a maze uh the big thing is you're getting to this truck depot at the end yeah um and uh the uh you're lowering a lowering a, a gaudy like armored truck kind of from uh, the remake of dawn of the dead yeah yeah um and uh the big thing here is there's a crescendo event where the generator stalls part way through so you have to leave safety yeah. to go back into the thick of it to restart it I, I love that garage or hangar uh that you're in mm-hmm. uh for, for, for the depot because there are so many ways in um mm-hmm. and it's like a building within a building uh that you're trying to defend um just the when it was like okay one of you has to go back out there to uh to to you know to restart the lift that was just such a um like a, a rug being taken out from under me moment uh, when mm-hmm. I first ran this, yeah. I was like, "Oh, you, you, you bastards, you beautiful <laughs> bastards." Yeah. Uh, it's good. Um, mm-hmm. Death toll uh, is is interesting. So this one, it's you know, you you get out of town pretty quickly here. At least get out of the city. Mm-hmm. Um, this is you headed down the highway uh, toward this coastal this coastal town of Riverside, uh, where there's this rumored military evacuation. Uh, and you start out um, on the turnpike running along these kind of broken rural roads. Uh, a big early thing. The thing that stopped you was this bridge was out. So you have to kind of go down into the into the gully uh, and then get up in the uh, the substructure to get to the to the other side. Yeah, uh, it has. There's a sewer level. Of course. Go down to the drains. Sluice uh, is loose, baby. Station. 
The sloosh is loosh. Uh, kind of a bummer. Uh, but I really like when you go up to the church um, where there's a survivor locked in the safe house of the church and he rings the bell because he's lost his mind, yeah. causing enemies to show up. And when you uh, open the door, he's he's there. He's turned into one of the three special infected. Yes. Uh, the non-boss ones. Yeah. People rumor him being able to turn into a witch or a tank, but it's been, it's been demonstrated that that's impossible. Um, mm-hmm. I... Uh, <laughs> What, what, what did he write on the on the walls inside it was like better safe than sorry or something like that just he yeah. was right writing it over oh, and over oh. again <laughs> no yeah uh but that's a it's a pretty iconic scene uh fighting uh the the, the undead who are running up this uh big spooky graveyard it's nighttime here mm-hmm. yeah yeah like it yeah but it's not over like that feels like a climax but you head into the town um and this is a small mm-hmm. town where you're going through like storefronts and houses mm-hmm. yeah they're, they're kind of just like ticking off all the environments they could think of yeah that are like anonymous uh, american town it feels (laughs) like yeah um you know so this is this is cool small town they'll they'll have more the big thing that they change with left for dead 2 is that they have more character because they're geographically pinpointed Mm -hmm. um once you get through this you get to this boathouse uh finale i love this boathouse (laughs) uh again resident evil four vibes to me yeah um defending this cabin uh waiting for the boat to show up and uh, you have this little runway to the docks, but tanks are going to show up there and you have this like the tension between being trapped inside and losing mobility, but also having cover. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're inside the house and a tank gets in, well, fuck off. <laughs> like that's that's real bad news. Yep. You know, but if you leave, you're, you're susceptible to uh, smokings and, and such. Yeah, this is I mean, when the game initially released, this is the second finale. They, they completely pull the rug out from under you. You're out in the you know, you're, you're out in out of the city. It's wide open. There's so many avenues mm-hmm. that people can come in, you know, can come at come at you um even though your back is up against the coast they can come up come up and down the side um as well so you know there there is less of a there are more opportunities to be surprised let's say uh the, the this moves into dead air uh here um as you kind of go through this uh construction zone towards an airport yes you follow this uh you see a c-130 so okay obviously the military let's follow that thing here uh you start out on on rooftops um uh love the early part of this campaign uh on these greenhouses it's these industrial greenhouses that eventually open up into kind of a more broad rooftop uh kind of deal i've never played dying light but like that uh, that's the um appeal of that is that, that it's mostly like rooftop combat right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah you do you do a lot of that and it. it's it's not mostly but you do spend a lot of time on roofs gotcha uh generally not to do combat mm-hmm. yeah. yeah uh dying light's fun like it, it gets somebody to play it with and it's a good game. It's, it's an absolutely atrocious story <laughs> and character. Like all that stuff is absolutely horrible. I just, I don't trust that, the dead people. island people at all. <laughs> you don't trust what? I don't trust the dead or island the dead people island. at all. Yeah. You shouldn't <laughs> uh, like, like the, but you get a grappling hook in a big zombie uh, game. It's yeah. pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, good grapple. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, the uh, so you kind of move through these various areas, uh, like a greenhouse um, area. Not a whole lot to that. Um, this unfinished uh, construction area with half ruined buildings are still being made mm-hmm. uh, here, um, where we have to activate this construction crane to start the crescendo event to move a shipping container. Something mm-hmm. that happens all the time in video games, but I've never done once in my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah. like not even like at a, like if I was taking a tour of some place, like hey, do you want to move the crane? I mean, I would, yes, but uh, nobody has ever asked me before. 
Kind of. I'm sure I, my ribs would just immediately break. Like I wouldn't even need to. You know, it just seems dangerous to me. <laughs> just pulling the lever to act like how fragile are your oh, ribs, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, just I'd, I'd very glass it. <laughs> like they call it glass maxing. It's when your bones get so little <laughs> that you can't even pull a crane lever. <laughs> it's, it's, um, when, it's when you avoid calcium for five years and then go skateboarding. Yeah, I'm drinking plenty of the, milk. The, <laughs> full of vitamin R. I'm vitamin R. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You promised me dog or hire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Uh, but uh, of course, moving the crane uh, creates a lot of noise. Uh, so you got to get over. I love the office building uh, that you go through in this. Again, fighting mm-hmm. people in cubicle farms. Uh, there's something about that. There's like the, the, the office fight as an anonymous space is good to me. And that's why I think yeah. I give fear a little bit more, uh, a little bit more credit than it deserves. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's it's fun when it happens. They just use it a lot. Yeah. Um, you make your way to a construction site. Um, so kind of uh, wide open ground level spaces, uh, with these power line towers and transformer stations and the like. Yeah. Um, we see that an airplane has crashed into the airport or yeah. might try to escape. Uh, so we make our way there to the terminal. Uh, and this is uh, I'm glad you have this in the notes because I also uh, I think this is probably the most confusing level. Yeah. In the game, um, to Left 4 Dead 2's credit, I don't get confused or lost during any of those except for when it's clearly intentional. Yes. This does not feel super intentional. No, no. Um, it feels like uh, they, they they took, they they made it a little bit too much like real airports, um, mm-hmm. except, you know, most people when they're in airports, they're following signage to a particular place. Uh, I would end up getting into wide open spaces in this and then just kind of like looking around and pressing at the sides, trying to find the way to get forward. Yeah. My favorite little touch is there's a metal detector, yep. which will set off a uh, horde mm-hmm. if you are stupid enough to walk through it with your guns. <laughs> you know, so, so you can you can just go around it very easily. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're stupid enough to go through it, you'll fuck yourself up. Yeah. Um, I love the crescendo event at the end of this. It's super tough. Uh, this is something that happens a lot in Left 4 Dead 2. Uh, but uh, I think the wiki calls these um, gauntlet, uh, gauntlet crescendos. Uh, I call it like fighting upstream. So like you get to the mm-hmm. concourse, right? And um, you trigger a huge horde of undead and they're going to keep coming at you uh, and you have to fight your way uh, upstream. There is no way to like take them out. If you, if you stop, you're dead. You have to run and gun and push against them. If you're not making uh, if you're not making progress, then you're just losing the war of attrition. Uh, but you've got to get up yeah. there and get through the gate to get into the, uh, uh, into the safe room on the jetway. Yeah, yeah, really good. Uh, th- there's an incredible version of this in Left 4 Dead 2 in the Carnival. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they, you know, they, they tried it here. Mm-hmm. They did it here first. Uh, when you get through it, you make your way to the, the finale here, um, this big set piece where a, a plane crashes into the, uh, the runway. And you have to turn on this fueling truck to fuel up a military, military transport plane to get out uh, while undead are coming basically from everywhere on this yeah. big flat runway. Um, you use the plane as cover. Mm-hmm. Like you go around planes uh, as cover as kind of buildings. It's pretty neat. Yeah. Don't see it um, very often. They do a pretty good job, uh, not just with obstacles that are above the ground, but there are craters um, in the tarmac around you at uh, certain points. Um, and mm-hmm. I'm convinced that they that they use the break in the line of sight to spawn, uh, to spawn things down there. Because Mm -hmm. it just, you you know, things dip out of view as they're running toward you. And uh, it is a way for them to get the drop on you by emerging up from out of that thing, from out of the crater. Yeah. 
Yep, yep. Um, yeah, and this uh, makes our way to Blood Harvest, <laughs> um, which is kind of our rural zone. Yeah, I like uh, this here. one a lot too. This is my second favorite yeah. of the uh, of uh, of them behind uh, behind No Mercy. Um, yeah, this is real cool. Yeah, it's it's real fun fighting through these woods. You know, mm-hmm. um, and the farmhouse finale is so good. Uh, but uh, you have gotten your way into the uh, the Allegheny National Forest uh, is where you're at. And you start out in the woods and you're going along these paths and these paths are lined with trees and there are lots of blind spots where uh, people can just uh, or infected can just pop out at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's very, very unnerving. Uh, real cool. Um, you make your way through the uh, to this pumping station as a safe house. Uh, then you have to make your way through this tunnel where they use darkness, uh, mm. these pitch black sections with your flashlight. It's great when a witch spawns there <laughs> because mm-hmm. uh, you get to have the thing from the intro of this where you f- flash your light on a witch and see it get really angry. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, real good. Yeah, the uh, I love that. Uh, yeah. When you get to the end, there's a fire exit crescendo. They're running out of doors that make noise. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, the silent doors, the scourge of the Left 4 Dead designer. Uh, and get through here to this bridge. Uh, we were following these kind of rails and outbuildings to this uh, trestle bridge that is a choke point for the undead. Yeah. Um, they basically literally fall from the sky <laughs> as they're crawling up. I mean, that's something that we didn't say about the common undead, but you know, they don't just run. They're incredibly mobile. Um, they, they will climb to get to you. Uh, and they'll climb up, uh, like drain pipes and things, and they'll be climbing all around the superstructure of the, uh, of the trestle here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, I forgot to make notes on the train station. It's real basic. Uh, the train station. Uh, I, I literally remember, remember nothing about it. Some of them are just levels. Yeah. You know, like there's not a whole lot to it. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's a little break from the main theme of this, which is open areas and vegetation, like mm-hmm. cover as opposed to, um, just like hard cover. Yeah. You know, uh, which is underlined in the finale, uh, in the farmhouse <laughs> where you're in this big field of, of swaying corn. Um, and you have all these little like defensible outbuildings, with supplies, but the the infected and special infected can hide just in the corn. Yep. Um, you'll be hiding in, in plain sight. I'll just reach out and grab you. Um, again, uh, uh, kind of a first draft of something they would do in Hard Rain. Yes. And Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah. Uh, this one, it's good if you uh, if you get a scoped rifle in this, you can get to a high, uh, high vantage point on a uh, thresher. That's off on the side mm-hmm. and you can start like picking people off and making a, uh, making a way for your survivor for your survivors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, the sacrifice they introduced, uh, for this originally. So this is, uh, somebody canonically dies in mm-hmm. this originally it was going to be uh, random, uh, that they died when they were promoting this, you go to the website. I remember doing this and every time we reloaded the website, there'd be a different, uh, survivor missing mm. from the picture for it. Um, but they could not get Bill's voice actor back for this. Mm. Um, this is before he died. Later he died, and that's why they couldn't get him back. Uh, but here uh, they couldn't get him back, so they decided to kill Bill yes. for this. He has some new voice lines and everything, but they couldn't get him to record um, like mourning for the other characters, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, and that is uh, underlined in the comics uh, that they put out uh, surrounding this in the promotion, kind of linking the the, the two games. 
Um, so this is a short campaign, just like the other DLC one. Um, you start at these docks. Uh, you're in, you know, you've made your way to Georgia uh, is where this is, where this is at. And, uh, it's mostly an open, uh, dock facility, uh, that has one of the cooler crescendos in the first game, uh, which is to proceed, you have to go through this box car. Uh, but the box mm-hmm. car is where some other survivors have trapped a tank. Uh, so yep. you have to release a tank on yourself and this tank, uh, by being agitated is going to draw a bunch of, uh, undead, uh, as well. Uh, I think that is a really good, uh, a really good way for you to, uh, you know, it's like, okay, poison yourself to proceed. He's a, he's a unique tank as well. He was in the military, he has military tattoos. Hmm. And stuff, you almost get. Uh, if it wasn't other survivors that uh, trapped him, the impression I got was that the military was trying to transport him. Oh yeah, that makes um, sense. I always like uh, the military or the government studying the monster and it turning on them as a trope. <laughs> well, the inside is just um, completely coated with blood. Like you got the yeah. sense that they were trying to keep him alive by just feeding him <laughs> like livestock or whatever. A live chicken in there once a week, <laughs> just reducing <laughs> it to paste. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Um, after this is a barge, um, this, uh, where there's these barges that are docked at the port, um, where the crescendo here is, uh, there are a bunch of crows on a bridge that you startle <laughs> again, running outdoors that make noise. Yeah. <laughs> Francis um, line yeah. fucking crows. Yeah, birds did it. Yeah. The, um, uh, but finally you get to, uh, to the port, which is a really, really elaborate and complicated, um, kind of mix between a crescendo and a scavenge and a survival. Yeah. Um, here we had to power these generators to lower the bridge uh, by getting gas cans no it's not uh, gas cans around. you just have to you just have to go turn them on at this point it's the passing where oh, you have yeah, to get yeah. the gas cans the pa- i was thinking of the passing yeah. yeah um yeah this is just uh going and turning them on but you have to do it multiple times they 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 cut out yeah um, um so one person needs to stay there to restart it uh so everyone else can escape yes it's a big dramatic moment uh you know i just uh <laughs> and it leads to like you know uh some ignominious let's say non-standard game overs where if you know too many people get downed or pinned and it's like oh sorry game over even though everybody's uh even though not everybody's dead uh there need to be enough people uh to uh to to, to go back and restart like it, it it feels kind of artificial in a funny way uh without mm-hmm. being like a you know angering or whatever yeah Yep, yep. Yep. Uh, the final uh, campaign release for this uh, only is Last Stand, which is a, a survival mode map at a lighthouse where you're yeah. gathering gas cans uh, to light the lighthouse beacon. It's a pretty grim end yeah. for the characters escaped on a, bo- a boat mm-hmm. to, to be on an island Yeah, um, trying to get help again. <laughs> but so they're taking downer. themselves to their, uh, to, their self, uh, to their self-imposed exile. Yeah. Um, Left 4 Dead 2 is where the real sizzle is, uh, I think, in a lot of these levels. Yeah, both sizzle and stake. This is this is l- just leagues above the maps in the first game. I'm really happy we dis- we dispatched with those. <laughs> yeah, uh, th- these are these are much more interesting. Yeah. Um, Left 4 Dead 2 takes place basically a week after Left 4 Dead 1. Um, a bunch of survivors have gathered on the top of a hotel in Savannah, um, and this is uh, kind of telegraphed through the opening movie. 
mm-hmm. of this. Did you watch that? Uh, I mean, a, a while ago, I didn't watch it this time to refresh myself. When when it came out, I got so fucking pumped. Yeah, I, I did the you know my ex wife who is not super into video games. Mm-hmm. I called her in thinking that it was so cool that she would really like it. Oh no, that's and, oh that's heartbreaking. You know, yeah <laughs> so, did, she, did she pay of course we got divorced she, after that <laughs> immediately <laughs> she she just went and printed out the papers right there it, i thought it was sudden but looking back <laughs> does anyone have any reasons this couple should not get divorced or any opening video game cutscenes they'd like to show <laughs> there's a reason this couple should not get divorced <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh geez (laughs) well like what specifically got you pumped i mean other than introducing the new characters and the new uh the new special infected it's just real real well done and the music yeah is like get pumped music Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a it's the same kind of like cool shit kick and rock and roll they play in the uh the safe room oh yeah (laughs) you know when you get there so yeah uh i i i like your uh your your survivors in this uh, they're just, uh, oh, they're, they're, they, they, uh, you know, the, 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 the original ones are, uh, charismatic. These ones are colorful. Um, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they all have a, a very particular flavor, uh, kind of the, uh, de facto leader is Nick, who's like a smooth talking con man kind of guy, uh, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of has a bit of like a, like a Tommy Versetti thing going on a little bit. He's uh he's Francis. Yeah. Like a bunch of them have clear analogs, mm-hmm. you know, or they all have clear analogs. Um, he has a bunch of real fun little incidental dialogue that reveals backstory. I really like the, in the first level where he's like, I'm not technically allowed to have a gun. Ellis, who is like a good old boy, like a mechanic, mm-hmm. uh, guy here, who's also again, very charismatic. Um, he's constantly telling fr- stories about his shithead friends. Yep. <laughs> uh, and things they did. It's, re- it's real good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know just- that? Put these two characters together and says there's tons of smoldering romantic tension between them. Between between who? Between Ellis uh, and Ellis and, and Nick. Yeah, I, I I made the I I'm really trying not to do the songs from Rage Bus Drivers, <laughs> thing, but I keep doing it. Yeah, I, man. I was, Eventually, it becomes a problem with you. <laughs> it's totally a problem with me. But to be fair, like I was just using a a, a research thing that we both use. I was reading uh, TV tropes to see okay. if there's trivia and stuff that I missed. Yeah, fan preferred couples. <laughs> yeah, the, the, you know, and I guess the trivia I missed was that these two characters are in love. Yeah, uh, so much so that fans got furious when they released the trailers that showed uh, Ellis crushing on Zoe. <sighs> They're just like, no, that can't the, the, be. They, and I'm the, like, there was a so sense of propriety. Wild. Yeah, it's so wild. Oh man, uh, fandoms. I know that it's, it's just a version of me saying I'm old because if mm-hmm. you're like a, of a certain age, like that, that all makes sense to you. It just, <laughs> I'm too old. Yeah, no, I'm not going to argue with you if you uh, if you say that, but also it doesn't change how I feel. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. Uh, But Ellis is good. He's kind of the uh, the uh, Lewis stand in. He's just real, uh, just real game. Like he like he's the one who produces a lot of like the like the good ideas for what the group should do. Uh, Mm -hmm. Usually out of just blind enthusiasm for things that he enjoys being around. (laughs) It's a big fan of uh, the the stock car driver. And this is a big fan of the of the Midnight Riders and stuff. Well, I specifically I want to talk about Jimmy Gibbs, the Midnight Riders, <laughs> when we get there, and what that does for this the sense of place and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm left for that too. Uh, Rochelle, who is a news producer, a fan mm-hmm. of Depeche Mode, as you can tell from her shirt. Yep. Um, she is the community does not like Ro- Rochelle, and they as much as they insist it's not for racism or sexism reasons. I do it's, not believe them. It's hard. It's it's hard to yeah. give the benefit of the doubt. 
Yeah. yeah. She's, she's just not really, she's as much new. personality early on, but they, they, uh, with the, the DLC campaigns, when they recorded new dialogue, they gave her a lot more yeah. to say. In the main campaign, she's very, um, kind of just no nonsense. Um, and actually it doesn't yeah. speak very much. Yeah. 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 She's really the straight man. Yeah. Uh, in this. And then coach who is delightful. Yeah. <laughs> coach <laughs> is a coach. Want to, like coach in your life. Like, oh my God. He would be exhausting. God, I want him to be my dad and uncle. <laughs> I, I I would want coach in small doses, um, okay. but uh, but he seems like he would be like like coach and Ellis make a good pair. They seem like they'd be game for anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Good friends, just just a lot of fun. Uh, I like them as being uh, locals too. In the in the opening cutscene, there's a part where like a uh, coach is like, "This used to be a nice neighborhood," uh, <laughs> which I think is very cute. Like, I, if I had a coach in my life, I would go to church. <laughs> Like I think, <laughs> you think coach you, you, would convince you, you, me. Co- coach would lead you to Jesus. I think so because he's so charismatic and nice. Yeah, like he just seems like such a good guy. Yeah, love Coach. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just want the best for Coach. I know it is. He's just such a he's such a such a fabulous man. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, I just, I just love that. Like when they're introducing each other, like I'm just coach, everybody calls me coach. There's just no name yep. given. Uh, we don't get any other name. Yep. <laughs> um, and all of these, uh, these campaigns are good. Yep. Like these all have something to recommend them there. I think that there's a clear, uh, least good amongst them. Oh, the swamp uh, fever which, for, for, yeah, swamp sake. Fever. yeah. uh, is, is not super good. Even though there are cool things in swamp fever, mm-hmm. every other one though, I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, including the first one, Dead Center. Oh, this opens with um, a bang. I love it. Just the, the fact yeah. that you're in a building that's on fire. <laughs> yes. Hugely dramatic. Yeah. Um, in a hotel, you made it up to the roof. There's no escape. Yes. There. Um, so you have to make your way down uh, through this. You know, you hear that they've actually moved the evac center to the mall. Mm-hmm. So you're making your way to the mall uh, here. Uh, really, They really gently onboard you in this uh, yeah. more than they do in Left 4 Dead 1. Uh, there are no tier two weapons. Right. In this, um, you can only get a melee weapon and then uh, like a Uzi. You can't get the machine guns. Right. And stuff. And you don't get the Uzi until halfway through the level. Yeah. Uh, the first level. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I love that just, you know, just <laughs> the dialogue says, okay, uh, do we need to remind you that this building is on fire? The upper part of it isn't. Um, you're just kind of yeah. going through and it's, uh, you know, a real standard, you know, you're in these hallways. A lot of the rooms, uh, that are off of the hallway are kind of closed. You're being kind of funneled down, um, directly into the path of the, of the infected, uh, which is pretty good mm-hmm. before it opens up. And then suddenly a fire blocks your path as you get a couple floors down. And then you have to go on the, um, you have to go on the, uh, kind of like walkways outside the windows. And this is where they bring in the chargers <laughs> who might punch yep. you off. Um, and just a, a real, real good uh introduction of the chargers for this absolutely yeah. uh also the building me on fire this is an absolute non sequitur but i figured i would share something that uh so the uh the other day just popped into my head unbidden you know how you and i throw back and forth good simpsons jokes from bad simpsons episodes yes how good is it that when buildings collapse <laughs> Thing. I can't, I can't, I was all day yesterday. Like mankind has always loved its buildings, but one day buildings say no more. <laughs> I liked it when the building fell over. <laughs> I, I couldn't stop saying it yesterday, and I was thinking about that with the hotel. Like people love their hotels, but one day 
The hotel <laughs> says no more. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> People dying at that segment. Like there's still oh, some yeah. real gold in the late <laughs> Simpsons by which I mean solidly in the first third of the show. That's like a season 11 episode where the, this, yeah. the, this, this, the Simpson gene. <laughs> Yeah. God damn it. Oh gosh, she has she has stubby fingers. She can't hold on to a pop can. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, very good. Oh man. Uh, the next level, uh, when you make your way down to the bottom, you're on the streets of Savannah. Um, this is this is like a long level. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going through quite a bit uh, of stuff here. Um, you know, most of the uh, the first half is uneventful, but the end has a really funny crescendo event. Because <laughs> uh, they, they, you know, they use an old door that makes noise, an alarm, but you actually have to do this kind of. Uh, it's a grab. side quest. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, it's a little side quest, a little fetch quest. Um, yeah. A guy will clear the path for you. There's a big bus crash in the way you can't get over. Mm-hmm. Um, if you get his cola, if you get yep. his coke. It just is. He's a gun store owner. Um, he's mm-hmm. locked up and just, uh, yeah, I can help you. And, you know, I've got like he, 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 he uh, requisitioned a howitzer, it seems. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you have to run, uh, kind of down this, uh, down this little switchback, uh, to get to, uh, to get to the convenience store. I like this because you can cut a direct path down, but you have to take the long way up. Yep. It's really cleverly designed. And when you have the soda, you can only shove, you can't attack. <laughs> so, good. so another way that's enforcing uh, teamwork. Yeah. Um, I have a, a emergent story for my revisit okay. that happened. Um, I ran into on the way here, I ran into a, a wandering witch, mm. uh, on the way to the gun store and I'm fighting through the horde. I didn't have shotguns at this point cause the gun stores where you get the tier two weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was fighting the horde, watching her out of the corner of my eye as she just wandered into the gun store. Oh no. And I'm like, oh, that ain't good. So when I got in, I had to do all the stuff you do here. It's kind of like a miniature safe room almost. Mm-hmm. Um, there's health packs this is where you get your laser sights and stuff while avoiding the wandering witch uh, and crouching around her and stuff. It was this really neat little bit of like survival horror yeah. that kind of emergently just happened. Just you're, you're in no position to defend yourself from her. Uh, but here she comes. Uh, and by, by wandering witch, I mean, in the second one, they introduce ones uh, during the day. Uh, which is walk around mm-hmm. uh, and, and like slowly while holding their face at night, they, they collapse into a pile. Just like me. So. <laughs> yeah. Very, very similar. 10 yeah. PM time for bed. <laughs> um, and crying. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, once you do this, you blow up this thing, you get into the mall. Uh, that's real cool. A mm-hmm. mall, uh, you know, level is always real fun. You don't spend very much time going into mall shops, which is a shame. Yeah, because that's that's my favorite thing about mall levels in video games. There's a Toy Story you can get into, and that's good. Yeah, if they were going to do uh, any of a them. Really hard crescendo event. Yeah, <laughs> again, um, you set the alarm, and you have to get make your way to the security office mm-hmm. uh, to turn it off. God, I, I just I love Very those difficult. mad scrambles uh, to a to mm-hmm. a second location uh, to uh, to stop the alarm. Uh, it's, it's a real, it's a real simple, a real simple thing, but like we kind of, you you identified it like, Oh, just doors that make noise. Well, what if you had to stop the door for making noise and it was across, I mean, here you've got to go up like three flights, uh, to get to the security booth, uh, to turn it off. Uh, good design. And those are all big lines of, of, uh, broken, you know, unpowered escalators that are great for charging. Yeah. Uh, when I play this multiplayer, I definitely got all four members and you can charge them off. They can fly off the. Uh, such, it is such a huge escalator. setback. It's just a real yeah. dick move. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Um, 
and we, the finale is the atrium. The finale here is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they start seeing posters for Jimmy Gibbs Jr., the stock car racer. Yep. Uh, and they're like, oh, man, I get, you know, Ellis has an idea. Like, we can use his stock car to drive out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't keep these things fueled up, though, for these events. So we're going to have to fuel it. Yep. Um, and this creates this really cool finale event where you have to gather, uh, depending on the difficulty, a certain number of, of cans of fuel. Um, to escape. This is totally different in single player because mm-hmm. the AI will never nope. pick up a gas can. Yeah. Um, and this is awesome if you so gas cans are immune to fire uh unless you pick them up once. Once you pick them up, uh they can be lit on fire. Mm-hmm. So a cool thing to do here is post up as a spitter. Um if the infected or special infected make uh you know a character drop their gas can, <laughs> you can spit on the gas can and set it on fire. Oh god. Uh, making the car, you know, a danger area and setting them back. Like that gas can will eventually respawn. Yeah. But usually the, it, you know, and they can drop many gas cans mm. because the, the pro strat here is to throw your gas cans by the, uh, the car yeah. and fill them all at once to minimize your back and forth. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I tried that here on my revisit for getting, uh, the, uh, the, the, you know, uh, the rule about dropping them mm-hmm. and, uh, some, some of my stray bullets, yeah, undid my work, and it was a real bummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is is an opportunity to do some delicious evil <laughs> as the infected. Uh, what's great about this is not just that uh, that Ellis loves Jimmy Gibbs Jr., which is a very oh very well observed sound like NASCAR driver name, uh, but you mm-hmm. might uh, get to fight the man himself. Yeah. He's uh, he's very tough. He's a regular <laughs> zombie, but with way more hit points. Yeah, and he's uh, he's, he is uh, uh, fireproof because of his suit. Yeah, uh, real good. <laughs> uh, when you get this, you you take off in the car. Um, we have the passing as a DLC campaign. Uh, this is after Bill's death. Um, this is where the two the two uh, people meet each other. The two groups. Mm-hmm. This is where uh, Ellis was crushing on Zoe. Uh, thus making some people mad. This is also the trailer for this has uh, Francis and uh, Rochelle mm-hmm. talking. It's uh, I don't know if you've seen that. It's real cute. No, I haven't. Um, she's she's like oh, I hate this bridge. And he's like really I hate this bridge too. You hate stuff. <laughs> yeah. And she's like yeah. I hate that car over there. It's so stupid. <laughs> you know, I hate that building. And eventually she's like I hate. She's like I hate your vest. And he's like ah oh, this isn't going to work out. Uh, and then it cuts to the the action. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's yeah, it's real, cute. Uh, real clever. God bless whoever they get. They got to do their writing uh, at Valve yeah. for that period. Just that, that just that incredibly just fertile period between like 20, uh, uh, 2007 and uh, 2011. Yeah. Doing like good machinima, basically. Yeah. You know, without uh, without all the slurs and stuff that you usually <laughs> find with machinima. Yeah. Um, so uh, you're playing this from the perspective of the uh, Left 4 Dead 2 people. You arrive, uh, and your progress is stopped because, uh, the, the other survivors raise the bridge. Uh, they're up there. Uh, you need to find a way around to the, to the other side to power it up. And this is going to involve, Mm -hmm. you know, not just going up and down the, the riverbank, um, with an amazing set piece where this wedding, uh, was taking place when the outbreak happened. Um, and of course the bride is now a witch. Yeah, which is really cool. You can also turn on the sound system and summon a horde and piss off the witch if you want to. <laughs> no, no good reason to do this. Uh, there's also a bar where the Midnight Riders are going to play. Um, you get the sense that the Midnight Riders are, you know, uh, what I call a Cornfest band. Oh, like yeah. The, yeah. the bands that used to be able to play at my hometown Cornfest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Here in Ohio, it's Phil Dirt and the Dozers. 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Very similar kind of energy. <laughs> um, there's a cool little bit. Uh, there's an Easter egg in this campaign where you can see the uh, Midnight Riders tour van mm. uh, go by in the background. And that uh, caused a lot of uh, rumors that it'd be a DL- DLC where you play as the Midnight Riders. Oh, that would be a lot uh, of work for them to do. <laughs> but it'd be real cool. Yeah, it would. Like, you know, no, no lie. The Midnight Riders are like a butt rock band. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in this game. Yeah, just a uh, biker outlaw. I love the uh, just like the like the lore around it. Um, specifically, mm-hmm. what is it? Is it the bassist or the drummer who doesn't uh, like who doesn't really belong? Like you, like they've got like all these posters put up, um, and it's like you know, ah, he's the drinker and he's the he's the rebel, and then for the drummer, it's just the drummer. <laughs> yeah, the drinker, the rebel, the killer, and the drummer. Um. The, uh, you make your way, uh, they do a sewer level in this one, but in a really cool way, mm-hmm. it's a, a tour, like an underground, like a, like a Portland underground tour, except for, for the city, for yeah. this Georgia town. Mm-hmm. Um, really neat. Like, uh, you know, it, then it looks like one of those things. Yeah. Like a, a tour of the underground. And like they, um, they, they play with both darkness and also you're going through this, you know, really uh, deep water where it slows you down. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, just real high stakes. There's a catwalk you can be on to get uh, to get through things faster. But there's everything again, because of the special infected everything there to knock you off and put you on the slow path. Yeah. Uh, and then you finally get to the port. This is uh, the scavenger map where you're gathering gas cans. And to power the bridge uh, while the three original survivors uh, provide cover from above. Really good. Uh, That's real cool. Like from just like a fan perspective Mm -hmm. is neat to see them meet. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Just a, it is a passing of the torch. Yeah. If you are playing uh, them in chronological order, it's kind of a bummer to do two gathering gas can missions in a row. Yeah. Um, But chronologically this came out or in real life, this came out way later. Yeah. You know, so it was refreshing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also refreshing is the Dark Carnival uh, campaign. How good is this? This is so good. God, I fucking love this. God, like, it's it's just, so imaginative, like just in terms of exploring video game spaces, mm-hmm. like real life spaces you don't get to explore in video games very often. I mean, but also like mechanically, there are so many good ideas yeah. here. So many great uh, just set pieces and encounters and stuff. Like they just, they, they used every part of a fairground uh, for play in this. Mm-hmm. it's also very funny yep. like there's a, a bunch of jokes in this i legitimately like <laughs> uh so they they can't keep going the, there's a bunch of star stalled cars on the highway one of the things i like is that sometimes you run out of gas mm-hmm. uh, as well like the reason is either we can't keep going because of the cars or because we're out of gas yeah you have to proceed on foot uh towards whisper and oaks uh <laughs> and the, the people who are locals are like you know they've seen it before yeah they, they um, used to come is, here when they were kids yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is where the Midnight Riders are performing, um, and they're like, "Well, let's let's head our way there." Um, the first level is uh, up this highway, um, and then uh, past this little hotel on this way to this little gully. There's not a whole lot to it, mm-hmm. uh, but once you get to the fairground, you're in a carnival, uh, <laughs> fighting zombies and doing zombie shit. Yeah, in between the uh, the, the 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 food the food trailers uh, up and down mm-hmm. the midway. Uh, there are rides and stuff, uh, and the cool... mustachio. Yeah, I love mustachio. Mustachio, the mustache pistachio. That's the mascot <laughs> for Whispering Oaks. Yeah, <laughs> just and all like all of the rides are kind of nut themed too, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um my favorite of the of the special infected here, uh you know, not just because it's aesthetically cool, but also because they serve a really interesting they're almost like mini boomers 
uh, is what they are the clown infected uh because of their big squeaky shoes uh as they run around they're almost like the piper leading the uh leading the other uh horde behind them so you want to like uh take care of these things because they're going to keep on drawing more as long as they're around they're, they're inter- i don't think they actually create more i think they just concentrate them yeah i suppose that, that uh, would be the case yeah which, which is interesting because it's like it can become a big problem because you're getting a concentrated dose. But if you have a Molotov, you can take out a lot at once. Yeah, yeah. With this guy. And hey, if you, you hit the clown a... in the face with a melee weapon, it, it boops their nose and it makes a squeak. That's so good. As well. <laughs> uh, and the, the third level of this is, I think, you know, is one of my favorites in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, where you go through the, uh, the Tunnel of Love, uh, <laughs> which I love this as a level. You get to go in the back works and like behind the scenes. Yep. <laughs> Of it, and the characters are funny. They're like, "Let's go through the the you know storage room of love." Like, <laughs> I found some pills in the, the administrative building of love. Yeah. Um, you know, characters being funny for each other is mm-hmm. something I always like in media, rather yeah. than trying to make me the player laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get this incredible uh, crescendo event uh, on our on our old timey wooden roller coaster. Mm-hmm. It's the this it's is the, so the, cool. the screaming oak. Um, where, yeah. you know, you, 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 you pull a lever, uh, to start the ride up and then you have to not just run along the tracks, but fight enemies along the tracks, uh, mm-hmm. clearing your way, uh, to get around to the other station so you can turn it off. Yeah. Uh, really cool. Um, wonderful for multiplayer. There's yeah. so much crazy shit you can do, mm-hmm. uh, on this thing. Um, really, really neat. Uh, we go into the section called the barns, which is the livestock exposition, uh, exhibition area so mm-hmm. lots of dead cows yep you know um and the the centerpiece of this is you getting to the end uh where you do that uh uphill stream you know upstream battle mm-hmm. that we talked about yeah uh, to get their venue yeah to get into the into the, the stadium or the arena or whatever it is um and uh yeah like this took me i mean at, like every time i come back to this fresh it takes me multiple tries uh because i forget like i get a little bit too defensive or conservative uh going mm-hmm. up against this uh and you just you got to keep moving uh you yeah. gotta you gotta if press you, forward don't worry about stuff getting behind you because because every they're just going to keep coming from in front of you yeah just because it's an entire concert worth of people yep you know who were who are going to see this concert or waiting for it when they got sick yeah um really really difficult and just really impressive in terms of numbers yeah uh and then you get to this awesome uh crescendo event yeah um this concert yeah uh, here you're trying to attract the attention of a helicopter pilot and you're like okay like how do we let let them know that there's actual people down here not just undead and ellis is like oh the midnight riders they've got the biggest you know the, the biggest pyrotechnics this side of so-and-so uh so you have to go and uh get up to the stage uh and up into the stands and activate the activate the stage show in order to cre- mm-hmm. create a big ruckus of course this will attract the the chopper pilot but it'll also attract just tons of undead and this is a really interesting space to fight them yeah it's it's really big really open um lots of angles on you mm-hmm. um you uh you have ways to prepare the venue mm-hmm. before you fight you can leave um these little fireworks packs <laughs> in places that'll act as fire yep um in places to kind of set traps um, there's all kinds of like, you, so you end up fighting two tanks while you're waiting. Um, two hordes and two tanks mm-hmm. is, is what happens. Um, and the, uh, there's all kinds of little world building details that come through here. Um, 
you know, they, they still play the music without the Midnight Riders there. So they find out that the Midnight, Midnight Riders lip sync. <laughs> um, if you have Ellis or Coach near the microphone, they'll sing along. Oh, that's so good. To the songs at certain points. Like, it's so, it's so cute. It's mm-hmm. like just really nice little grace notes. Yeah. This does. <laughs> just just yeah. dripping with personality uh i don't know yeah just a, yeah really really fun um a helicopter shows up and then you uh you pop pop into it go to the next one uh swamp fever the heli- the helicopter pilot turns who knows why and uh, we do <laughs> and you end up uh stranded in the middle of nowhere at this uh gator farm uh to kind of do some rural south yeah yeah zone this is uh it's like let's like an echo of blood harvest uh this one is yeah. and this is the this is the bummer you know, I think mm-hmm. just because it, it does, you know, it does have that flavor, right? It, you know, it's, it's, it's swampy and I enjoy the wide open uh, kind of woods kind of thing. It's just it, uh, compared to everything else, which is, you know, kind of like neon, neon lit, uh, you know, even in the mechanics and the cool little scenarios, this just kind of lacks. Um, if you, it feels flat in comparison to them, I think. Yeah, there's not as much to it. Uh, the, yeah. the coolest thing in it is the first one uh, you can find in this little area with all these little shacks where they've uh, crucified a, a charger. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's real cool. I mean, like, the, like, like the, the, s- the story of this, like these people who already lived here and then just cut off, tried to cut off uh, thinking it would protect them and kind of mm-hmm. began their own little insular uh, kind of community even more so um, until they started turning from within. That is a real cool idea. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, so th- th- that's the first map where you have the, uh, the crucified charger, um, where you activate this ferry to get across. Yeah. Um, then you get to a swamp, which is my least favorite map in the game. I find this a little bit confusing mm-hmm. to get through. Um, and just a lot of time in water, which slows you down. Yeah. Um, here, mm-hmm. uh, the set piece of this is a plane that crashed and you have to make your way through it and you have to open an emergency door to get through it. Yeah. Um, one thing that I'm happy that they decided to go back on, who knows if mods have put this back in, but the idea both in plank country and in the swamp was that as you're walking along the, the, the plank paths, those could be destroyed, uh, by enough mm-hmm. damage, uh, which would, uh, force you into the slow muck. Uh, they, uh, they, they opted, uh, instead to keep those static. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. Uh, kind of a nothing level in this like little shanty town with, uh, houses with on stilts, mm-hmm. you know, for flooding. Um, not a whole lot to this. No, uh, here the the finale of the the whole set of maps is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think I like the plantation. Yeah, um, as things, and this is the only time you fight two tanks at once. Yeah, in the, uh, the main campaign. It's a really interesting space to defend, um, both inside mm-hmm. and out. Um, for me, um, I only ran through it once here, um, as my refresh. Uh, but for me, like one of the tanks got inside and I had to deal with them in there. As opposed to outside, mm. where you had uh, you know lots of angles on them, and uh, you don't want to tank indoors. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, but you're doing this to radio uh, Virgil, the boatman, who will pick you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nobody driving the boat. There's no model for Virgil. Yeah. So I like to think of Virgil as the boat. <laughs> the boat's and the land yap. <laughs> it's a special infected. Uh, if, if you really... If you really like boats in life and you get the green flow, you flew, you might turn into a boat. Oh God. And that, that's what I think happened here. That's like, that's like something out of blasphemous, dude. <laughs> yeah. The miracle will turn uh, you into a boat. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, steamboat Willie. What about Willie the steamboat? Hello there. 
uh virgil is his name before the turn the the the, the boat's name is the lanyap which is fun because he yeah. picks you up as a favor <laughs> yeah a little little something extra yeah uh this moves into hard rain which is the premier versus map yeah um it's not the only one they do but it's a, the big one i watch the most of and this is in, like a just a feat of level design yeah uh, like efficient level design I, I love it. And you would think, oh, so you're just like reusing the geometry. Like you're just kind of going through and then back. This this is extremely interesting backtracking uh, because you're in a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, uh, which happens down yep. south. Like like twice per year, I have to really worry about the Greers. Yeah. Because weather sucks. You, you gotta, um, gotta keep a got to keep a real eye on Jolly because of the way yeah. Houston is designed. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a bummer it's a huge bummer oh. um that kind of reusing level design thing is a little bit of a i think a gamble for level designers because when it works it's like the coolest thing in the world mm-hmm. and when it doesn't work it feels like a, a dick slap yeah you know it, it feels awful mm-hmm. uh this is a really good use of it this is up there with like frozen ilium lois yes in terms of, of doing this kind of thing yeah uh so you need to refuel the boat Mm-hmm. Um, so you, uh, you hand there, uh, and, but you, uh, left the signal flares on the boat. <laughs> so you do not have the signal flares to get back, uh, to, uh, you know, to signal Virgil to come pick you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to solve, we're going to solve one problem, uh, at a time here. Uh, mm-hmm. the first gas station that you get to is all out of gas. There's no diesel there. Mm-hmm. So you have to go way inland, uh, through this mill town itself. Uh, this, this whole, it's like a company town for a, uh, for a sugar mill. And, mm-hmm. um, I, I like this because like, this is the best suburbia, uh, we've seen so far, you know, there's like, a garage sale. There's a garage sale. I love it. And like, yeah. and, and that's a real important landmark, especially when you're coming back and there's no visibility. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, really cleverly designed Yeah. the supplies that are here. It's very well supplied, but it says, Hey, save some for the way back. Mm-hmm. This, uh, place you're going through is actually going to be where you do your finale. Yes. So saving things is really important. Um, you make your way through, you get to the sugar mail, sugar mill, uh, which is crawling with witches. Uh, and there's all kinds of like signage and environmental storytelling about how dangerous this is. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool. You know, the, uh, navigating your way through this, it's like a, a industrial maze, but in a fun way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, until you get to this, uh, you go on this elevator into this, uh, field of sugar cane, which visibility is really low here. Mm-hmm. And then you do those two levels back on your way back, but during a hurricane. Yep. Um, it's so cool. Like going through that the the sugarcane field in a hurricane is <laughs> such a cool feeling of being lost and scared. I mean, um, all things stalk you. And they and they've done such a good job of uh, just like the, the the scary rain, you know, like mm-hmm. this the the scary yeah. rain that is being blown sideways. Like I was just again in my revisit for this, I was playing this and I, like I was having flashbacks to times where I've had to drive and something like that. Um yeah. just, like, just just clenched up. And it comes and goes too. Like it actually like go, goes in waves as well. Uh and it doesn't just reduce your visibility, but it also like obscures the like the 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 voice barks uh that people yeah. make. Uh, along the way yep. everything is constricted and as you're coming back like the, the actual mill itself is not um n- n- not especially changed but the town itself um is flooded so you end up needing to mm-hmm. like take rooftops back um and you know <laughs> what previously didn't seem like it was navigable space uh through the change in this context is forcing you to go through it in a uh a, in a different way um at just chef fingers i, I love this so much it's really, really well designed. Um, you do the, these two levels are kind of uh, short 
on your way back uh, until you do the crescendo, the storm isn't as big a, a issue at you're at this, uh, this little restaurant, the burger tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, restaurant to signal uh, Virgil, but it's a really interesting place for the finale. Yeah. Uh, the tank can certainly uh, punch you off. Yep. This. Um, yeah. Oh, boy, oh boy. man. Yeah. Um, and and uh, it's a much longer run than most uh, to get, uh, to get to Virgil at the, um, at the, at the dock as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, you end up, uh, I, I ended up charging ahead and providing cover uh, for the others as they, uh, as they made their way up. Uh, pursued by a tank we didn't deal with the tank before virgil got there yeah yeah it's uh well i think i don't yeah you know, a lot of times you that that's how it goes yeah uh you just get on you just get on the thing just just yeah uh bug out so yeah um this leads into the parish uh which is also a really good map mm-hmm. uh, for this uh you're in in new orleans uh, yeah. and it looks like new orleans i yeah. love video games take place in new orleans yeah the the, the windy easy yeah, the windy easy. <laughs> um, you know, you've heard uh, tell of a new military evacuation, but there's been a riot here. Yeah. Um, you get to see the, uh, you know, CETA, uh, their kind of attempts to shut things down, this being a major metropolitan area, mm-hmm. um, and just get a lot of, like, cool flavor. Yeah. Uh, for New Orleans here. Mm-hmm. Um, the first level is the waterfront. It's very short. Um, it's a little zigzag. Yeah. Uh, um, lo- love going through the bars. Mm-hmm. There is a uh, jukebox which you can turn on um, <laughs> that will uh, attract the the infected. Yep. Um, I also, when I was watching speedruns of this, there's a trick you do here a whole lot, which is uh, if a common is climbing something and you jump, their velocity of their climb will be added to your jump. Oh. If you do it under use, you can jump up on top of the roof where... Uh, survivors were never meant to go, but they're fully uh, collision mapped because infected mm-hmm. would go up there. So it, it's this really neat little uh, bit of using the level design huh. and breaking it for uh, speed running purposes. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I was going to ask, how did people figure this out? And it's just, oh, pressure and time. <laughs> yeah. Sp- speed running. Like yeah. a, a thousand monkeys at a thousand temp- typewriters. Of course yeah. they did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you, you get to the park. Uh, this has lots of like little uh, like uh, plazas and squares. Uh, the crescendo mm-hmm. event here is this abandoned evacuation center. There's an alarm that goes off and you have to go around this uh, scaffolding that had been put up like as a uh, processing center uh, to get there and uh, shut it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's very difficult. Yeah. This is a really tricky crescendo. Yeah. Uh, here. Um, the next area you go through a uh, cemetery, those cool above ground mausoleums. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a merc- like a, a sewer level that is one hallway. Yep. Which makes me felt like a reference to the first games. Uh, <laughs> sewer levels almost as a, a kind of like a hey, hey. Uh, and you come out in a really cool set piece, an impound lot that's full of cars, many of which have alarms <laughs> uh, that you had to make your way through. I was playing with somebody from the community on this one. It was just me, me and them. And um, like th- this is designed to be impossible to get through without uh, w- without accidentally uh, triggering some of the alarms on these. Uh, but it mm-hmm. just I still just it just felt like it was like I farted in an elevator every time one one of those things went off. You're like, ah, shit. Sorry. Ah, shit. Sorry. Yeah. Ah, shit. Sorry. A- <laughs> <laughs> no. Yep. Yep. It's no good. The uh, yeah. Um, you get through this uh, and you get to the, the French Quarter, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the New Orleans-y New Orleans place yeah. um, where a riot took place. So we get the common infected and the riot infected, the last uh, special inf- special infected we haven't talked about. Uh, mm-hmm. They have to be killed from shot from behind, Yep. Um, which would ordinarily be a pain in the ass for th- something that always rushes you. But if you shove them, they uh, fall facing away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it ends up being a little bit simpler. It doesn't uh, strictly require teamwork to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the finale here, uh, there's a Mardi Gras float that's being made. You had to turn on this tractor to pull it, to make a path for these buildings. <laughs> it um, plays when the saints go marching in <laughs> mm-hmm. as the, as the tanks go a, marching in there. Well, there's a, there's a remix called the saints will never come mm. of that song. That's specific to this game. Oh yeah. Uh, they play, <laughs> um, and this makes your way onto the bridge, which again is a really cool, huge set piece. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just a long double decker bridge you have to cross that is crumbling in places to make your way to the end. Yeah. And it's just a nonstop onslaught. It's a like, like yep. what if, what if we put the old boy uh, fight into left for dead is kind of what it feels yeah. like. Uh, you know, it is, it is so dense. Um, and you know, I ended up using so much ammo that I was really happy that there were like vans scattered along it with resupplies. Um, it was just dropping whatever, whatever weapon I had to pick up a new one because I had to be fresh in order to keep on uh, pressing up against this. Just a big gauntlet. Yeah. And, uh, uh it's, th- this is a, an absolute fun playground for, yeah. uh, special infected because you can <laughs> knock people off so easily. Yeah. Here. Um, really great level, really huge, like tons of bombast. Yeah. Here. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's a really good finale for the for the game and for the series really because they're not going to make another one nope uh tons of rumors about them making another one came out and the reason you know people always squash down those rumors on reddit or what have you because like there doesn't need to be another one nope really um they've they've said what they could say the special infected that they could think of that are cool and fair and answer a gameplay problem have been created Mm -hmm. you know yeah, I'm curious about Back for Blood. I've got Game Pass, so I can fire that up and, and test it out in just a matter of time. Um, uh, you know, find, finding the time for that. But um, yeah, uh, the, like it's not alluded to in the game because it's just kind of left as a mystery. The game just kind of ends with you getting the uh, uh, the, the, the credits uh, telling you the scores mm-hmm. and who got what awards and things like that. Um, but um, you know, they like the the narrative designer or somebody said like, yeah, the survivors, they, you know, the military took them on cruise ships and they headed to, to the Caribbean to try and survive on the islands there. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> I wish you the best. Uh, and, that, and that's Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a game uh, super important to me and being the only game that broke through my like sports gene entirely, like eagerly watching one match of a tournament every night before bed <laughs> has been a ritual at several different places in my life. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, really, really fun, tons of flavor. Great game. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like I've said, said everything about it. I, you know, feel like I, 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 I wish I had played more of it, played more of it and mm-hmm. I would like to play more of it. It's just a matter of like, you know, uh, I, I feel like I have seen what I, what I want to see out of it and multiplayer stresses me out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this, the, like, this, this is one of the, one of the ways that I'm able to get around that, um, which is, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, speaks to the game's credit that I can get, that I can get around by like social anxiety and just fear that I am inconveniencing people by not playing optimally. Yeah. Agreed. Like it's not enough to get me past not wanting to play that game. Yeah. So, or that that uh, that genre. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, thanks, Jade. Yeah. 
for patronizing this. I appreciate it. If people are listening, have any uh, thing to say about this Stardew Valley or Starcraft Two: Wings of Liberty, hit us up by November fifteenth at duckfeed.tv slash contact. Yeah. Um, if you have thoughts about December's games, which are going to be uh, Fallout Four and the various DLCs, the um, <laughs> uh, the deadline for that is December the fifteenth. It is always the fifteenth. Um, and mm-hmm. we will be announcing uh, January's games. It's hard to believe that it's already going to be 2022. We're going to be, yeah, we're going to be announcing those uh, at the end of this, uh, the end of this month here. Uh, we have the server um, until, uh, until the end of November um, on this. So uh, that is for patrons. There's just a, a special group on steam that you can join that will make the server uh, visible to you uh, when you, uh, when you sign in. Um, and I'll be pop- popping on there at least a few more times. Um, uh, yeah. just, uh, j- j- just to dick around and have fun. It's hard to, it's yeah. hard to play multiplayer, uh, while prepping, uh, for something. Cause you got to take notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, save the date, December 17th, 18th, 19th. Yeah. For Duckstream 2021. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will enjoy it. Yeah. Weekend oh, yeah. long streaming event to raise money for the transactive gender initiative or transactive gender yeah. project. Um, yes. uh, which provides resources and education for trans youth and their families. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we, uh, you know, we hope you can give and we hope you can tune in, Yep. you know, all that stuff. So, um, yeah, I think that is about, and then, uh, patreon.com slash duck TV ratings, reviews on Apple podcast or podcast addict. Um, do we have anything else? Not that I can I think, think of right it. now. I think that's everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what should they watch out for until next time, Cole? Um, watch out for pills. Pills. <laughs> <laughs>